Uh, we'll All see. Right. And with the, we'll with see. the first overall pick in the 2021 Fantasy Rotten Tomatoes League, we turn it over to Anthony. So as my first pick, I pick Minions Rise of Brew. I was going to joke and say that was what he was going to pick. And welcome back to another edition of Ready, Set, Review. I am your host, Matt. It is your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. Not only is he your host, Matt, but I am your host, Anthony. <laughs> and today we have a very special episode. You've got to do all and... the catchphrases. Okay, man, you fuck it up all the time man, anyway. This is not my responsibility. Catchphr- what is the point of having a catchphrase if catch- you're not going to use catchphrase. the catchphrases? <laughs> That is my catchphrase. <laughs> Today is our second annual Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League draft review, I guess we'll call it. R-E-V-U-E. Yes. yes. With the branding. That's correct. And with stay us, on brand. With us today. Stay on brand. Stay on brand. <laughs> with us today, we have the commissioner of the league, Mr. Parker Smith. Hello, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Thank you for having yeah. me back. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, looking forward to getting a chance to jumping into what was chosen this year in the draft, why those things were chosen, and just kind of some of the the feelings of what we think is going to be really great this year coming out, and uh, maybe the things that might not be so great. The why (laughs) is going to be very interesting. But first, let's just remind everybody that, as usual, we are here at A Shared Universe, the greatest podcast studio, not just in Monmouth County, in the entire state of New Jersey, and probably on the Eastern Seaboard. Um, We do all of our podcasts here. This is the place to go if you guys want a podcast. Ming is chilling with us here today, so we're very excited and always happy to be back here. Thank you, as always, Ming, for making us sound good. And today for making us look good. Yeah, absolutely. This is our first like, our first video podcast. Yeah, check, the, check the eyebrows. Yeah, oh, let me just right. say real quick, it is very cool to have Ming sitting right here. Like, <laughs> I've great. seen him on television. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a real person now. <laughs> this is awesome. And also, I have a great slogan for the show. All you guys right, should just go. go with Ready, Set, Review, the only movie podcast. <laughs> just leave it at well, that. I mean, that's pretty good. Actually, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. spot on, just, man. It doesn't like matter it. if it's true. Yeah. Just say it. Just say it. The only movie podcast. <laughs> See if it grows your subscriber base. I Who like knows? that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So if you want, guys, just like last year. Yep. Let's do it. I can set the agenda, and we can kind of roll through this thing. I'm yeah. ready. First, let's just real quick. Let's recap the rules of the Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League for anybody who's looking to launch their own league. Here's (laughs) the rules that we play by. You draft movies right around the first of the year for the entire calendar year. Your score for every movie you draft is based off of the Rotten Tomatoes score that that movie holds the Monday after its most wide release. So, for example, if it has a limited release or if it comes out at a film festival and then later that year it comes out in theaters, then that would be the the score that it has when it comes out in theaters would be its final score. And so that's how we've kind of structured this. We have 12 people in our league. We draft 10 movies per person. That gives 120 movies by the end of the draft. And then whoever has the highest average score across their top six performing movies out of 10 is the league champion. So that's the rules that we've set in the past. If something didn't have a theatrical release, it did not qualify. Yep. 
2020 <laughs> literally fucked the league. Yeah, as bad as as bad as COVID was for the country, it was even worse for my movie league. It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, obviously because there was no movies that were coming out on the big screen, and not only that, but all of the movies that were set to come out on the big screen yeah. were delayed everything until got everything got pushed until this year. I think. I, I think half or seventy five percent of the movies that I chose last year got pushed until this year. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I think I had two movies or three movies that came out last yeah. year. Yeah, and and so like while I don't want to diminish at all, Andrea won again last year. So 100%. just a real quick run through the leaderboard. Andrea got first place with an average point per movie of ninety five. Wow! So she really just crushed it. Can uh, you uh, can you go through the movies that she had uh, chosen? I sure can. Give me just a second here. So she picked In the Heights, which was her only movie that got canceled. That okay. was her first overall pick. Then it was Let Them All Talk, which got a 90. On the Record got a 99. Emma got an 85. Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always got a 99. Antebellum with a 28. That was her her. Dud. Dud, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Last Shift got 63. Palm Springs, which I love that movie, 94. Farewell Amour got 98. And Save Yourselves, 88. Now, if you're asking yourself, what the fuck are these movies? <laughs> You'd be joining everybody else in the league because only Andrea knew these movies existed. She drafted them and she kicked everybody's ass in the she, league. She has like some sort of sixth sense with these fucking movies, and I swear. Now, not every movie that she chose was was incredible, but she did have her finger on the pulse of almost like the indie movie market, yes. right? And I mean, it, it, it really ended up being... A smart strategy for so you know in, in terms of choosing you know what movies that y you're going after you know d is there any one strategy that you think is going to be better than others I mean obviously we all have our different strategies we but... all know your strategy <laughs> <laughs> what was the one he drafted last year trans lives matter or whatever yeah, yeah, he was trans like... lives on screen uh, yeah, trans lives on screen man yeah. you can't talk bad about trans people right now no Dude, woke culture controls everything anthony's woke strategy actually did work a little bit so you finished sixth right in the middle of the pack last year his first yeah. year in the league he did finish in sixth place and were it not for two of his movies getting postponed into 2021 yeah you actually yeah. were making a run at one point which is really shocking to me because your first over your first round pick last year was call of the wild <laughs> oh man wow that was a bad choice if huh? we were to just real quick go through the first round of last year there were three notable, horrible picks in the first round. <laughs> Janine picked Barbie, which anybody who knows anything about that movie, it switched like lead actresses, it switched directors a hundred times. It was very unlikely to come out in 2020. Yeah. Very, usually a good sign for movies when they're switching lead actors and directors. You exactly. Know, yeah. After it's already gone into production. And focusing, and focusing on, the, <laughs> on the woke strategy, Barbie has not been like favorable in pop culture for Except quite for the a fact while. that they were going to cast Rebel Wilson. Right. Right. Because then right. that was going to be woke. Right. right. It was Fat Barbie. <laughs> but uh, then Anthony had Call of the Wild, which was a notably awful first round pick. I oh, said I was not going to make fun of either of it's them last year. because they didn't use a real dog. Like I, when I first yeah, that read was the about, only problem. Yeah, that, that was a hundred percent. That was the real. Yeah. I thought that we were gonna they were gonna use a real dog, like almost like a Homeward Bound or something like that, right? But no, they used a computer animated dog, and it ruined the whole thing. So when you saw the trailers that came out like six months before our draft last year, well, there with lies, an animated dog, did you think like this? They're gonna replace this with a real dog? No, <laughs> therein lies the problem. I didn't see a single trailer for it before I chose it, <laughs> which leads into the worst pick from last year, which was Doolittle. Second overall pick in the draft, 
by Matt Magnifico. Which I fully admitted that I did not do my research for the drafts last year. You know what <laughs> I love, though? It just hit me. I was like, whatever. Robert Downey Jr. is hot right now. You know what I love about this league, <laughs> So though? much for that. We learned nothing year over year. That is, that because is... the mistakes of last year, if not replicated, were amplified. They were made worse this year. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Not by me. Definitely by me. Oh, definitely by me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am I'm, not taking that bullet. Uh, listen, this year. I'm. I'm still. I. I listen. I. I chose what I chose, and I back my choices. So we'll get a chance to go through that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was hard to kind of learn anything from 2020 because right. everything was pushed, and you, you couldn't. There was no real big name things. I mean, even you know. Would you have Wonder Woman was big and that no we can't that was we in can't, theaters no. and I, we cannot talk about this movie anymore. No. I will literally have a fucking stroke. No, but like I mean, like what what were the big movies that came can't. out last year? Like, I I don't know of any big movies. That, so to put it in perspective, the yeah. last movie that hit theaters pre COVID, which literally came out like two days before they started lockdowns, was Onward. Yep, the Disney right. Pixar film. Yep. Right. that was my first round pick, and then everything after that just became a complete shitstorm. Yep. So it's like. What we tried to do this year, so adjusting the rules this year, taking into account the pandemic stuff, we said every movie now counts. It does not have to go into theaters. But instead of a minimum threshold of 10 Rotten Tomato reviews to qualify, we moved it up to 15. 15. Which I think makes perfect sense because now, now especially, it it happened so fast in 2020 now, Amazon and Hulu and Netflix, they got so much more into the game of scooping up these movies that are coming out of Sundance and and just producing movies, contracting directly, just no no studio involvement. They are the studio now. So yeah, I think that that switch to to, uh, just looking at the number of reviews that come in, that made a lot of sense, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna make the league this year awesome. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The only thing that I will point out as a concern, which probably will need to be addressed next year, was that the risk factor of taking something from Sundance or yeah. TIFF or Can was gone yeah. because now you know yeah. that you're going to get a score for it. Right. And what I didn't think when we set the threshold at 15 instead of 10, what I didn't take into my head at that time was like. Okay, well, now everything is online. Yep. So yeah. every critic is getting yep. a screener, and it's a lot easier for them to log a review now than it was a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so, very much so that 15 threshold, I don't think we have a movie that is at Sundance. Like, Sundance is going on right now, and I don't think there's a single movie that's premiered there that is under 15 reviews yeah. at this point. Everybody's yeah. seeing everything now. So yeah. when we go into next year, and there were blockbusters that went undrafted. Yeah. So the, in years past, a blockbuster would never go undrafted. Yeah. Peter Rabbit 2, say what you will, that was a third round pick last year. Yeah. It went undrafted this year. Mortal Kombat, we laugh at it. <laughs> we laugh at it because it's Mortal Kombat. It went undrafted. It would not have done so. Spiral, which is the spinoff from the Saw series, yep, starring right. Chris Rock, I yeah. think. <laughs> yes, yes. Undrafted. Uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio movie, which who knows what the fuck that's going to be. But <laughs> it's it, going to be wild, It's going to be man. weird. It's going to be so weird, it's but that would have never... Go- it's a Del Toro movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. Del Toro movie. Would have yep. never gone undrafted, yeah. but there was zero risk in taking a uh, indie film. I also, exactly. with, a, with a movie like that, right, like a Del Toro... like. Uh, like uh, Pinocchio, like couldn't there be other things that you could do? There's there's so many different properties, and Benicio uh, and uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro is going to do 
Pinocchio? I mean, well, I mean, think of it. Think of it this way: Is like, it going to be like a giant monster Pinocchio? I mean, I mean I, yes, I guess, it's going to be. Yeah, a horror it's going to be. It's going to be a horror I mean, yeah, movie. And just yeah. think of it this way: there, it's very obvious. The last five years, they're just they're just spinning a wheel of existing properties. And it's just like there, there's there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's like we're going to make all of them. It's just no, like, it's two wheels. One's one got a director. One's got a, a, an existing property, and whatever yeah. it lands on. Yeah. So they're like Pinocchio yeah. and exactly Guillermo del Toro. All right, yeah. They next year it's going to percent need established fan bases behind properties yeah. in order to get them to move forward because b- people just don't watch indie movies anymore. They, yeah. they don't make any money. So like, I'll, I'll actually combat that a little bit because I would say that since Netflix and Amazon and Hulu got in the game of distribution of independent film, the the fanfare for indie flicks has gone through the roof compared true. to that's, 10 years ago. That's a, that's a good point. And there and already this year there have been a lot of of really good independent. Well, you, I guess you can't really call them independent if it's either Amazon or or Netflix that right. are, are producing you because you can't call them indie. But of those lower budget. You know, let's say movies yeah. that are, are they call it the style as opposed yeah. to the technicality. You know what's really yeah, interesting? Exactly. I, was, I was talking about this with a friend of mine. Not to derail us real quick, but I was talking yeah. about this with a friend of mine the other day, and I said we're never going to have another movie like Clerks ever again because yep. Clerks is truly like a uh, an anomaly of an independent film because yeah. it had such fanfare that now it's bigger than many blockbusters yeah. as far as like pop culture is concerned. But you think about how small the budget was, how small the distribution was, and yet it kept climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And it was like the the, the little engine that could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like if Clerks were, were to be created today, it would be bought up by Amazon. It'd be dropped somewhere within its feed. And then whoever happened to fucking find it would be yeah. the people who saw it. And then it, it would just disappear into the thousands of movies that are out there. And yeah. Exactly. Because everything is being picked up right now. Exactly. And, which is yeah. good and bad in the same way. I agree. But, yeah. I, I mean, they're throwing they're throwing spaghetti at the yeah. wall and seeing what sticks. That's right? exactly you it. Know, that's, just, it's literally, it's, yep. it's you know, I, I mean, and, you know, I, I have to say, uh, I, I watched the movie Snowpiercer uh, the I other day. Snowpiercer. And, and yeah. I have not seen the show. I hear the show is phenomenal. There's but a the, show? The idea of... Like, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a bit much for a movie to have it to be able to just have an entire movie that's on a train the whole time. It was a great movie and I haven't seen it's not the show like a yet, normal but... train. It's not like 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 yeah. Septa. No, obviously. <laughs> so you, you know the what New I mean? Jersey tra- New Jersey Transit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly yeah. right now how that show is going to go. If it continues to get renewed season over season, it's going to be like, you ever see that show, The Last Ship? It was one of those like USA shows or whatever. Let me guess it's... the twist was, it wasn't The Last well, Ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dun, Shut dun, dun. up. <laughs> so, so it was this It was this show. It actually kind of had like this interesting concept, this, ironically, about a global pandemic um, that like, like one of the, you know, like a movie pandemic that wiped out like 90% of the Earth's population like in the blink of an eye and there was this military ship like a you know like an aircraft carrier or some shit that they just like happened to be out at sea when the pandemic destroyed everything on land and they were the last ship and like there was the whole gimmick was they were like sort of the last of humanity and then there's roving bands of other whatever but long story short the show went on for like several seasons and after the second season, they're like, okay, we got to go with this fucking ship. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? 22-episode, 40-minute season. Yeah. Like, we got to get off the fucking ship. So if Snowpiercer continues to, like, you know, go season after season, they're going to get off the train at some point. I mean, I mean, that was the, that's the whole point of the movie is when they get off the train at the end. Yeah, exactly. Right? And right. it's like, so, I yeah, I mean, but, I mean, just who would have thought that, like, a, a show about a train – that travels the entire world and takes a year to travel around the entire world would actually make 
for a good show. Has like, Sean so... Bean died yet? Died yet? No, I don't think so. Because he's, he's, he's in the show. He's still numbered. Just waiting for it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is he the Ed Harris role or, or who is? Uh... I haven't fucking watched it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you, you go. You suck. <laughs> All right. Let's let's start off with our round by round review. Now, both of you have in front of you, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. The draft. Uh, so it's the draft board. The order that movies were taken. We're going to go round by round. Each one of us is going to pick out a noteworthy movie to discuss. You can it can be noteworthy good. Yep. It could be noteworthy bad. It could be yep. noteworthy minions, whatever it may be. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> so here we go. The first round, the first overall draft pick in the 2021 draft was from Anthony. That's correct. And That's he correct. selected the best movie of the year. He believes this is going to be the highest reviewed movie <laughs> of the of entire 2021. Year. That's correct. Not joking. He yep. took Minions Rise of Gru. Rise of Gru. So the reason I took this movie, right? And this is a great place to start, right? Wait, start hold on. right let's at the just, beginning. Let's, no, let's go through all the movies so that people can just get yeah. a reference for what else he could have taken in the first round. Because okay. to be fair, looking at round one, round one was rough, actually. Like, overall, it was pretty rough, actually. Yeah, now not, that I look yeah, at the whole... Yeah, it's so, not... So go okay. on. Like So... I had the second pick with In the Heights. Smart. Andrea, yeah. third overall, was Candyman. Eh. Done with the fourth pick was the Untitled Spider-Man sequel. Caroline Probably had smart. Respect. Magnifico with Raya and the Last Dragon. That's a Disney Pixar. No, yeah, just Disney. That's going to be Disney. a yeah. great movie. John with The French Dispatch. Detective Rob with The Eternals. Verdi with Top Gun Maverick. It's just I, wh- why you're choosing that round one, I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> you chose I know. I chose and Hot I chose in the kettle here. <laughs> I chose Top Gun last year, but I chose it like round seven. I think. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Draft wizard. Then came Tucker with Last Night in Soho. Malazzo with Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And then Phil with Dune. All right. So to Magnifico's point, the first round was not. <laughs> Was was not a showcase was, of our movie intelligence. No, man, and it's so. There are three comic book movies in the first round. So, so oh, no. uh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. I will say there is a logic behind that, real quick. Okay, there is because we went a whole year without comic book movies, and the yeah. only one that came out was Wonder Woman, and it sucked nuts. Yeah. So <laughs> I think not great. I think that critics are going to flock. Do you to think these? it's going to boomerang back? I do okay. think it's going to boomerang back because okay, they need fair. people to start going back to movie theaters, and this that's, is going to. And there's a political aspect to this. And that's two, fair. That's two of, fair. Two of the three Marvel movies that were chosen. Yeah, they're uh, Eternals made. and they're very well made. Yeah, well, Eternals and Spider Man are. They're going to be phenomenal. Like they're just no. They're, all these movies are going to be good. They're all Marvel movies. But Shang Chi and uh, Eternals, based on who's in front of the camera and who's behind the camera, is woke bait for critics. One hundred percent. They're going to be great movies regardless. But just yeah, like, they are going to yeah. be legitimately great movies. And so is Spider Man because it's yes, Spider Man and it's Tom Holland. Yeah, like it's multiverse Spider Man. Yeah, it's multiverse Spider Man. <laughs> and we're going to have all of the cameo appearances by like Andrew Garfield yeah. and everybody else. Right. Great. So all right. So now that we've discussed all the things that aren't noteworthy. Yeah. Or Let's, not the most noteworthy. <laughs> Let's go into, and and for the love of God, Anthony, if you try to justify this beyond just saying, you know he's going to. Whoops, yeah. I fucked up. You took Minions: Rise of Gru yep. as the highest rated, and your logic behind it in minions. the moment, and like God love you, yeah. I love Minions. We've never videotaped the draft before, <laughs> and it really sucks for you that we did this year because last year when Matt took Doolittle. It was just, it was a text that came across in Slack, and we all were, sure. were slack-jawed about it. This we had video footage of, and the expressions on everyone's, everyone's face. Everyone's face. Yeah. 
It was total disbelief. You said that people need minions because moms <laughs> take their kids to see minions. Therefore, critics are what? They're gonna love now, it. Now before he it's before he's awesome. Before he defends be it, before he defends it, I just need to remind you, Parker, that Anthony is a salesman. So no matter how wrong he is, he is he's going to wrong. defend his point till the bitter end. Okay. Even when I'm wrong, so, I'm not wrong. Exactly. So, so that has nothing to do with me being a salesman, but neither here nor there. Right? But the fact of the matter is, look, 2020 was a terrible time for people. There's going to be a lot of people that are gonna go and see it. And I think that coming off the back of the last few minions movies. They were not really that great. I think that moving forward with this, it's got a great cast. It's 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 going to be it, and it's it, come on. I mean, it's minions. Like like, how could this be a bad movie? Okay, let me, it's let me stupid. Just, like, okay, Matt, you took with the sixth overall pick, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is also an animated family feature, and it also comes from a reputable studio. And this movie has a lot of as we call it woke bait material to it. It is an international audience pleaser. This is something that would strike me as maybe an opportunity for a first overall draft pick. There was also Encanto. There was Vivo. There's Bios. There are a lot of family-friendly animated films that are coming out this year that have notable talent that don't have a track record like the Despicable Me and Minions franchise, which has notably and disgracefully marched itself from a, what, low 80s score to the last Minions movie had a 51. And by the way, the notable talent that Anthony is mentioning is now, it's it's our kind of talent, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> Lucy Lawless, yep. Danny Trejo, yep. Dolph Lundgren. It, it reads like a fucking 80s action movie. <laughs> Wait, it's got Dolph Lundgren? Yes! Yeah. Yes! He and plays a guy named Sven... I can't even say it. Svengeance. Like, I'm sitting everywhere. Svengeance. Jean-Claude Van Damme's character is called Jean-Claude. C-L-A-W-E-D. Like, like, Julie Andrews is the most, like, reputable fucking... And how the fuck is she in... Like, Steve Carell. Come on. Steve Carell is Gru, obviously, right? Come on. Okay, Anthony. Again, if we could go back and redo the draft, are you telling me right now you would 100% Take minions again. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it is it is going to score no less than a 75 at, at minimum. One time I met a guy who got into a car accident. <laughs> and like, I'm not kidding you. He said to me, he goes, he's like, he goes, I wouldn't change a thing about my life and his leg doesn't work well anymore. I'm like, well, maybe you would change that car accident. And he goes, no, I, I honestly wouldn't. And I'm like, that seems like a really stupid decision now that your leg doesn't work. <laughs> Anthony's like, uh, you know what? I got into a car accident, but I wouldn't change a goddamn thing. Yeah. Led me to where I am. I mean, look, the RZA is in it. Come on. Yo, I love RZA. I do. I love RZA. I, I'm not even going to lie. I watched Man with the Iron Fists for like the Yo, that is a great movie. It's so bad. It's awesome. Yeah, Afro no. Samurai is incredible. Like, come on. But okay. Russell Brand is in this movie. Like, okay, so Matt, on. just between you and me. Lucy Lawless. How terrible is this pick? It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> like, at least, like, I understand where you're coming from because I tried to defend Doolittle last year with Robert Downey Jr. just, like, just coming off of the greatest performance ever put to screen as Tony Stark in Endgame with the, I am, like, come on. like, the, So I had at least some, but... Russell, what has Russell Brand been in? His last good movie was Get Him to the Greek, and that was ten years ago. <laughs> Didn't he have a show? Like he had a really like a pretty successful like 15 show. Fifteen years like ago, FX, right? That show was not called Minions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's get one thing straight. Listen, listen, you guys can hate on Minions all the you want. The last movie Dolph Lundgren was in was Aquaman. This 
Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah, but it's got sh- hail to the king, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is this is gonna go now. I'm gonna just real quick. Let's discuss what was the worst pick. Was it Matt's second overall taking Doolittle, which we now know the score of, or is it Anthony first overall taking Minions: Rise mm-hmm. of Gru? I'll allow you both to just set your set so your it's here. It, it 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 was mine because normally I would have been because like the Robert Downey Jr. logic. I still stand behind the Robert Downey Jr. logic because like the guy is a great actor. Like he can carry any movie, but I completely glossed over the litany of production issues that that movie had. And you know me, my draft strategy. Like when I see that, I I'm gone. Like that's that's like. A red flag over red flag. I just completely glossed over all of that, and I should have like I, I did. I, I just didn't do my research on the movie. Had I seen those production issues, I would have never drafted that movie. <laughs> I would have stuck with the Robert Downey Jr. thing because it's RDJ. He can carry anything, but the production issues. That's where I'm out. Yeah. I mean, so Dune was one of the the movies that I was going to choose, but the problem with Dune is I think that it's too. I think it's it's a too big brain concept. I mean, it's Dune, high risk, high reward. Yeah, it's it's very, but it's I mean, it's very high risk. The 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 low side is like exponential because, especially coming off of the back of a David Lynch movie, you're trying to remake David Lynch. So somebody's going to try and be yeah. as over the top and and you know kind of like strange as David Lynch was. So. It reminds me, it, it feels like it's going to be very similar to Blade Runner 2045 or whatever 2049. it was. 2049. Yeah, 2049, <laughs> right? So it, that's what it feels like, right? Because it, it feels like it's going to be yeah. something where it, it's going to... It, it's going to be for fans. It's going to who love sci-fi. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But people who are maybe not fans are just going to tear it, re- it apart because it's going to be very abstract. It reminds me of Meta Ian from Entourage, where yes. like people are really <laughs> hyping up, yeah. you know, like the yeah. whole concept yeah. of it and like the production, Meta and then it's just going to just drop like a sack of potatoes. Like uh, I, I, I think it's going to be good, but I, I think there's some risk there. I yeah. have a hot take for you. Go. Okay. I think sci-fi right now is just dead. I think it's dead. I think that people who want to watch sci-fi movies watch it on the sci-fi network. Yeah. They want to see Sharktopus. They don't want to see <laughs> they don't want to see a big picture sci-fi movie. You t- like seriously, look at what happened with Star Wars. Yeah. Look at what happened with it. Yeah. The Mandalorian is TV. Show. TV, the movies, movies and TV are different. Okay. Sci-fi okay. because right. because fair. Yeah. Fair. To, to, fair. to Parker's fair. point, fair. some of the best sci-fi right now is on TV. Exactly. Yeah. Like the Expanse yeah. is like point. great heady fucking sci-fi. Well, yep. I and I think that's just a natural transition of the 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 movie culture, right? Yeah. I think I think that it is better to be able to tell a story in a television format than it is in a movie because in, in when you have a movie there's so much story that you want to tell you have to cram it all into right. one movie and you end up you end up with you know Highlander right where you're chopping up bits of it and it's it's jumping all over the place and you have no idea what's going on we we are in the midst of s- severe research for a Highlander episode of Cannon Fodder oh Potter. man well my anyway. okay so real quick draft aside in the middle of the draft Anthony out of nowhere says <laughs> That's What's everybody's favorite it. Highlander? And then John responds, the Toyota. <laughs> the Toyota. He's like, the Toyota. Like, why, why would you not want the Toyota? I'm like, well, that's a good point. Definitely the Toyota. <laughs> oh, All right, man. let's go on to round two now. All right. 
All right, so in order of draft picks, so it's a snake draft, so it comes back going in reverse order. So Anthony, who had the first pick, now picks last in the second round. Mm-hmm. It went Phil with the first pick was the Mauritanian. I don't know how to say that. Mauritanian? I, I think it's more, more, I, I Mauritanian. Mauritanian? I thought it was whatever. like Mauritius. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's artsy. Yep. Luca was number two uh, from Malazzo. Then Tucker took Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Verdi took Hotel Transylvania, whatever number it is. Detective Rob took Mission Impossible, whatever number it is. <laughs> John took Ghostbusters Afterlife. Magnifico with I Was a Simple Man. Caroline with Free Guy. Dunn with Black Widow. Andrea with Encanto. Me with the White Tiger, and then Anthony with the Suicide Squad. Oh man! So let's first go through. Matt, do you have a notable pick in the second round? Yes, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay, I love to talk about this one because I drafted this movie last year, but I did not draft it second round. This was like a fifth or sixth round. It's a reach, for yeah, sure. because I think this movie is again. I think this is high risk, high reward because it's it. You know. There's the 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 lurking uh, Ghostbusters with Kristen McCarthy, um, you know, in the back. Was it Megan McCarthy? Wait, Kristen McCarthy? No, J- Megan McCarthy. Megan McCarthy. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chris, 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 Kristen Wiig. Melissa. Melissa I'm combining. McCarthy. I'm fusing names. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there's that looming right in the background because right. that movie was fucking terrible. Yeah. And like aside from the whatever you want to say, but oh, the all oh, female, whatever. No, it was just a bad movie. It was just an yeah, unfunny just movie, good. right? Yeah, it wasn't good. Now this is the movie that fans have wanted to see. So I think for fans, this movie is probably going to be good. But is it going to have enough of the what made Ghostbusters good for critics and fans alike to make it good for critics again. Like, so for me, I think it's, again, one of those high-risk, high-reward things. I think the fans, yeah. it's going to be great, but I'm not sure how critics are going to take it. It was good enough for me to take last year, but like I said, I wouldn't have taken it in the second round. Uh, I, I didn't even have this on my draft board, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those movies that whenever you pick children as the lead actors for any movie, that is a gamble. Yeah, because children very... notoriously cannot yeah. act. Yep. Okay, so you need something like, for every one, whatever was it, Good Boys, was that it? And book smart the other year, right? Good boys, yeah. those those yeah. are funny, and kids can pull off comedy. This looks like it's going to have some sort of drama involved with it. So right. I I took it right off my draft board. This was not even on my radar screen. Seeing it go in the second round was a, a huge surprise for yeah. me. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? There there are people who are standing by it. There are people who are lining up to go see it. Malazzo I know has talked about it. That this is something he's excited for. Yep. John obviously is excited for it. So whatever. I mean, it, it wasn't on my board, but. I, I really can't say that I think it's a terrible pick. Yep. I just think that it was perhaps ill-advised for the second round. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely high risk, high reward. Did I mean, a, you know. Did so. a movie stand out for you? It it did. It did. Uh, and I'm going to choose my choice uh, for of my course. second pick. This Wait a minute. Just to go back to last year real quick. <laughs> Anthony picked his own movies. <laughs> Every time. In seven of the ten rounds. <laughs> So, goes, I'm going to go back to my movie real yeah, quick. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my so choice. So we've talked about Anthony's in the first and now in the second round. Go ahead, Anthony. This might be the the last one I choose then. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll probably talk about myself. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to take a second to, to talk, talk about, about myself. <laughs> no, uh, so Suicide Squad. Uh, to be honest with you, 
uh, I know that I chose Minions: Rise of Groot as the first one. Suicide Squad, I think, is going to be the highest rated movie that I, I chose out of all of the movies that I chose this year. I think the Suicide Squad is going to be the highest rated movie. I'm, I think I'm James trying Gunn, very hard not to throw up on Ming's I think, microphone I think here. The, the ensemble cast that they have, I think James Gunn in it and at the helm is going to. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be hysterical. I think it's going to be really gory and graphic. The highest rated movie of the year? No, or for, just of what you of picked? what I chose of my my picks for this. Looking year. at looking at his picks, he might actually be right about <laughs> no, that. No, he get, his next pick in the next round. Oh, the Beatles, the Beatles? movie. Okay, yeah, the oh, Beatles, Beatles movie. Is movie is a, is a we can't talk about it yet. We can't talk yeah, about it. We're not there so, yet. But yeah. I will say that the Suicide Squad for me is this is in my mind the epitome of a high risk, high reward. Yeah, it is a relatively recent franchise that bombed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, yes. off of off an entire universe right. that is continuously bombing. Yep. And it makes money, but the critics do not like it. So James Gunn, uh, the only reason he took this project in the first place is because Disney spit in his face a few years earlier. Yep. yep. Okay. So he took this out of spite. He's making a movie. This is a huge, huge gamble for yeah. him for his career for for Warner Brothers for everybody. So when I saw this, I, you know me, I, I, I'm not a huge James Gunn guy. Yeah. I just never have been. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that the hype around it is really kind of overplayed at this point. But the Suicide Squad looks like it's going to be hysterical. It's going to be funny. And funny movies with 85-year-old critics who write for the New York Times and the Washington Post tank. Yep. They absolutely tank. I, I have zero confidence that this is your highest scoring movie when you've got a oh man I think, a potential I, Academy Award winning documentary I think on I, your roster I, I think it's I think it's going to be action packed I think it's going to be hilarious I think it's going to be a great ensemble cast and I, I mean I, frankly I'm very excited to see it um, and and to see how good it is I I think that a movie like this is the problem for DC. Because DC, you're has, the problem for DC. Because you're the one who thinks this DC, is going to be so DC awesome. DC has made so many bad superhero movies, just repeatedly, over and over and over and over and over again. And this movie is going to be what Wonder Woman was. Right. The first Wonder Woman movie was great. It was really, really good up until the ending. Well, you know, whatever. But for the most part, the the first Wonder Woman movie was really, really good. And it it sort of gave permission to be able to continue to push this whole universe. Yeah, they got the an extra thing. they got an extra life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's literally what happened because before that it was it was uh, Batman versus Superman which is like the worst movie was, ever made. That was, and Man of Steel like it was garbage. I didn't like the first yeah. Wonder Woman Justice movie. League was terrible. See, I liked the first no, Wonder the, Woman the, movie. It was the boring. first I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> the first Wonder Woman movie was great. The ending was terrible. The, yeah, ending, the was ending was really terrible, bad. But it, the, the, the whole point here is is that if we're going to talk about a movie that's noteworthy in the second round, we're calling out the Suicide Squad. I'm going to call one out now that I think is worth talking about because I think it is the most interesting, could be amazing, could be awful, could be... I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm going to say Caroline's pick with Free Guy. Yep. I've watched the trailer yep. for this like a hundred times. I have no idea. Is this a kid's film? Yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell. I can't tell either. I could have sworn the first trailer had like a lot of cursing in it. Yes. And then like all the trailers since then, yes. they're all like really playing up the video game aspect of this. Like, it's a good guy in a bad guy universe. Right. I can't tell if this is going to be funny, if this yeah. is going to be like like one of those Yeah, I'm not familiar with it at all. Ryan this is, Reynolds this is the Ryan Reynolds one. Is, on, oh, is an NPC well, in a yeah, video game? NPC. Oh, yes, I am familiar he with this. He becomes like a self-aware right. NPC. Right. And so he yes, decides to become a good guy in, in like Grand How? Theft Auto? What? Okay. 
So yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, I don't think this that's... movie could be awesome. Yeah, I, I, it looked really funny, but now the more trailers that come out, the more questionable it becomes for me. Yeah, because because the, the game that he's supposedly in is like a brutal fucking game. Like, yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of blood and gore in it, and it's like. Yeah, I mean... And it's Ryan Reynolds, so he is, no matter what, going to be funny. You know that's yep. coming. Uh, it, it is just a matter of how do they execute this movie? How do they pull this thing off? And the fact of the matter is that this was drafted last year by Dunn, and I think it was a fourth or fifth round pick last yep. year. And so now it is, once again, a movie that was drafted in the fourth or fifth round that got elevated to the second round. No evidence that it has improved at all yeah. over this time period. It's just that we've now known about it longer. There are trailers for it. Yeah, so. this movie's a finished product. It's writing. There's nothing yeah. else going. And like the the thing that scared me about this movie because like I I'm a I'm a fucking mark for Ryan Reynolds. Like I'll just fully admit that I think the guy <laughs> is absolutely hilarious. And I think this movie is going to be hysterical. I can't wait to see it. But at the same time, I look at I th- I put on like the Rotten Tomatoes hat and I look at like the director's resume and you know like. Date Night stands out to me, but then, like, I think that it's like, oh, he also directed Just Married with uh, Ashton Kutcher oh and Brittany, God. right? And he also did all of the Night at Museum of the Night at the Museum movies. My son loves those right? movies. One yeah. was good, the next two were <laughs> unnecessary, so right? Yeah. Well, that's why I can't tell. Is this supposed to be aimed at kids? Exactly. I, I, I can't tell either. I completely agree. So I'm, I'm totally torn on this movie. Like, I think I'm going to like it, but I have absolutely no idea how critics are going to take this movie. I think it's aimed at the 18 to 35 year olds. I, I think, hope so. I think, that's, that's I think it's going it after that coveted 18 to 35-year-old market. I mean, who else would think about uh, an NPC? Anybody above, like, 45 who's yeah. not, they don't, you know, not see, really playing video games. I could see this going way games. younger because, like, my nephew plays video games all the time and he's 13. Yeah. And it's like 13 yeah. to 17 could be their wheelhouse for this one. I mean, it if could. If it's a little edgy, what's the rating? I, I, was, I was literally it's, just going to look it up. What, yeah. are they, what are they rating this? Hang on. Um, I got the IMDb page open. Free Guy, Adventure, Comedy... Does IMDb not show you the rating? What the, what's the fucking no. It might not be rated yet. It might not yet. be rated yet, yeah. Oh, you're right. It could That's not crazy. be rated. Yeah. So we'll see. What the rating comes out to is really going to be, like, that'll determine for me how excited I am for it personally. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I think that this, oh, oh it, it is, is rated, rated R. R. Oh, yeah. Okay. There it is, so, rated R, yeah. So once Holy again, shit. so okay. nailed it. It's the 18 to 35-year-old audience. Yeah. All right. That That is my standout from the second round. It's the one that I'm most curious about. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think that it was a huge yeah. reach to grab it in the second round, but- We'll see how it how it pans out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the third round here. So starting with Anthony selected uh, the Beatles Get Back documentary. Yep. Then I picked Vivo. Andrea picked Passing. Done. Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Caroline. The Little Things. <laughs> Magnifico. Cruella. John. No Time to Die. That's the James Bond movie. Yes. Yep. Detective Rob. A Quiet Place Part Two. Verdi. Eight for Silver. Tucker. The Green Knight. Malazzo, The King's Man, and Phil, Coming to America 2. <laughs> All right, Matt, yeah. we'll start off with you. What is your notable pick? Um, so mine is A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. Yeah. Because I I picked A Quiet Place Part 1, like, a, you know, first or second year, Um and that was like that was like my sleeper pick that year. That movie scored like a 96 or something. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was huge. Yep. Um, and... Seeing the trailer for part two, it feels to me like one of those scenarios where you like kind of like we were talking about clerks before, right? Mm-hmm. A quiet place kind of reminds me of like clerks in the sense that it's like, you know, or even that it, it, I would even compare more to like El Mariachi. 
low budget yeah. feeling. I, I have right? literally like, no idea what movie you just named. El Mariachi. Robert El Mariachi. Is, but before, yeah. It comes before or, or Desperado. Um, yeah, before Desperado. Oh my god, I've never seen it. Oh, you've got to watch it. Oh, it's, it's yeah. a great movie. So, so yeah. it's, it's very low budget. Right? Antonio it's Robert Rodriguez's first. Well, no, El Mariachi. Right. El Mariachi right, is actually. Robert Rodriguez's first movie. It's very low budget. You like you can tell. Not that A Quiet Place was low budget, but it was very small and contained. And that's how right. I saw A Quiet Place. And then. Desperado, I'm not sorry, yeah, uh, Desperado comes out and it's like, you know, full on big budget Antonio Banderas. That's what A Quiet Place 2 feels like to me. It feels like sure. because the first one was so successful, they're like, you know what, now we're just going to dump a bunch of fucking money into this and it's going to be bigger, it's going to be louder, there's going to be more horror, more gore. And that to me is not what A Quiet Place was. So I feel like they're just turning it to 11, trigger slackbot. And like, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like it's just going to lose all of the spirit that made the first movie good. So, spoiler good. alert though, spoiler Spoiler alert, right? Uh, how is it that John Krasinski is in the sequel? How is that possible? It's got to be flashback shit. Yeah, like it has to be. His kids look older. They're in the car with him and they look older. Yeah, it's no got to be. It's got to be a flashback. Time travel. <laughs> we throw some time travel oh, in there for good measure. <laughs> time travel. That we definitely need Mike Dunn to watch it if there's tra- time travel and silent monsters yeah. in it. Yeah, like like I said, it, it just feels like it's losing. The trailers just make me feel like it's losing a lot of the heart that made the first movie good. Could I be. could not agree with you more. Uh, notoriously, sequels for horror movies do not do well. It in terms, chapter two. In, in terms of reviews. <laughs> it chapter two is one of the worst, most ridiculously annoying. I still haven't out. finished watching it. I've tried I don't. three times. I mean, it's, it's, I watched it. I, I didn't mind it. I, <laughs> whatever. I, I, chapter, <laughs> it chapter two? That movie was. I didn't mind it. I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. No, like for me, (laughs) a quiet place part two is is uh, it's one of those movies that I had as a like right down the middle of the plate. Like this is a fifth, sixth round pick. Again, elevating it to the to the third round. Okay, yeah. I guess if somebody wants to reach that high for it, we'll see if it pays off. But uh, I'm I'm not sold on this one either. So I would say that this is this is like a. I'm not going to say that it's noteworthy to me because I wouldn't say there's noteworthy good or noteworthy bad. I would say that the movie itself is probably interesting. But as far as where it was drafted, I really don't have a strong opinion on it. Where my pick goes to is in the third round, Matt Magnifico selecting Cruella. Okay, you're going to need to explain to me real quick what the thinking is here. This is uh, Emma Stone. Yep. Starring in a that's, live action. That's the thinking right there. <laughs> of, of Cruella. And so first, we'll just quickly touch on some of the live action Disney films that have been bombing, right? <laughs> Everything from Lion King to Aladdin to uh, what was the, uh, the the other Cinderella one? I know there's one coming out this year, but there was like a... I think there was another one, too. Yeah, yeah. there was. The Huntsman, right? The, oh, that's, well, no, that was Snow White. Snow, Snow White, yes. Right. Snow and then uh, Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp. Oh, All of yeah. these have been doing terribly. Yeah. With with critics and in the box office. Now, they're doing reasonably enough in the box office to necessitate making more of them. However, they objectively suck. Yep. So you took one. Please explain. So I will admit that this was partially a panic uh, grab because two of the movies that I had planned on drafting came right before my oh, turn. Oh, man. Yep. And I don't – and I'll be fully honest. I do not organize my draft board that um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Detailed. No, it's detailed, but it's not really like 
organized, organized. Like, so if I'm in a position where, like, a movie that I was planning on drafting in a round, like, goes, or in this case, like, three of them go, I'm, like, I'm not really stacked to, like, you know, reload or whatever. So it was a yeah. bit of a panic when I had Corella a little bit later in my thing, but my, it, this was really going to be, like, a fifth or a sixth round for me because I totally get the live-action Disney thing that was a concern for me, um, but the two things that swayed me, Emma Stone was one of them because, like, she's... She's a good actress. She's a good actress. Most of the things that she's in do well with critics and fans alike. But the thing that, for me, differed this movie from the other live-action Disney movies that have been bombing was the director. Yeah. Craig Gillespie has a resume that resonates more... Honestly, I was kind of even surprised that he was directing this movie. Cause, Ramble off some from his resume real quick. Uh, Lars and the Real Girl, mm-hmm. I, Tanya. Um, which I, I know you're saying. I, I, Tanya, I Tanya was a great. Yeah, movie. I'm not getting. I'm not getting into the Margot Robbie thing. Right now. I'm not getting into the Margot Robbie thing. You're completely wrong. From a, from that a, movie was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> from a from a critic's perspective, he seems to carry a little bit more, not weight, but a little bit more respect than some of the other people that have done. I mean, Favreau aside, obviously, but you right. know, like it. So again, it would not normally have been my third round pick. It was more like a fifth or sixth round pick, but I panicked and it was the first thing I saw and I was like, I'm just going to take it. I, I had a panic moment as well. So I took, just real quick, not to say that mine was noteworthy, but the only reason I took Vivo where it was, I had that as my fourth round, as a fourth round pick for me. The only reason I took it there is because I was at the end of round two, start of round three for my pick. The yeah. only person I had to get around was Anthony. <laughs> and so at the end of the second round, I had two movies that I was targeting, Beatles, Get Back, yep. and The White Tiger. Yep. I knew The White Tiger was going to do well, and I had high hopes for The Beatles. And I said, okay, I'm going to take The White Tiger because I feel like that's something that the trailer was out there. Anthony could have seen it and been like, oh, I'm going to just take this. So I was like, I'm taking The White Tiger in hopes that – the be- with expectations that the Beatles get back was going to be there. And if you watch the video, as soon as Anthony takes the Suicide Squad, I think I'm in the clear. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, yep. I'm going to skate right past yeah. this guy. And you then think you're safe just when you think you're safe. And I threw my hat. I got so frustrated because I was like, I can't believe it. And if I had just taken it in the reverse order, yeah. I would have had both those movies. Because he would have never chosen White Tiger. Well, and so that that there in lies the Unless advantage. Unless thought it was a kung fu movie. It, it's the advantage of, of being the, that first draft, right? Because you're choosing back to back, right? Right, so, right. So, realistically, Beatles should have been my round two choice. And Probably. Suicide Squad should have been my round Probably. three. But it doesn't matter because I chose back, back to back. That's true. Yeah. So right. it doesn't really matter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so real quick, I, I do want to talk about the Beatles get back. I, I know I already picked one, but Anthony, since I know you're going to pick your own. No, I'll just I, say I, it actually, for you. I really wasn't. I, I really wasn't. There's actually a different one that I want to talk about. Okay. Well, just real quick. The only reason that this was so high on my draft board, I had this as a first round pick, by yeah. the way. Hmm. Um, the trailer has dropped. Yeah. It looks amazing. It is it unseen footage of the Beatles in their prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In full yeah. color. Yeah. yeah. And Peter Jackson is the one who is editing and putting this together. Yep. I mean, in my mind, this is an easy 95. Yep. Easy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Can we also it, just point out very quickly that arguably what will be Anthony's highest scoring movie of the year was the only one he didn't want to choose as his standout? 100%. <laughs> I, I, so let me tell you something. I, I am not a Beatles fan. Right. And and not only am I not a Beatles fan, I think they are the most overhyped band in the entire history of music. I think I think that they are a great band. I think that at their time they were revolutionary. Please don't click unsubscribe. But right they now. were Please they, don't. the Beatles they're not 
They're not what everyone says that they are. They were hyped This is one man's opinion. He does not speak for the show. It, it reminds me of like people who still like like celebrate the Confederacy of the United States. The Beatles were together longer than the Confederacy. The Beatles whoa, are not good. They, 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 well, excuse me. They were gr- they're a great band. The but no, wait, that's what he's going to correct himself on. They're he's not going to correct himself on the Confederacy comment. No, comparing the Beatles to Confederacy. Beatles fans are people who deny the outcome of the Civil War. Absolutely. Correct. I said what I said. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles. I can't that is the single the most, most absurd thing I have ever heard anybody say. Overhyped band of all time. Overhyped. He needed to make he needed to punctuate his remark. And he's like, what's a good analogy? I got it. People who, People deny who deny the outcome of the Civil War. That's it. And support the Confederacy. That's it, man. It's there. You support something that happened for three years versus something. Oh, my God. God. Most of the time, people compare things like the Beatles to the Rolling Stones, right? And there's just no comparison. The Rolling Stones were together for fucking 50 years. You've already made your point. (laughs) Your point is crystal clear. Yeah, we can't get past past I don't hate Beatles fans. I just hate the fact that they're overhyped. Like, they're a great band. They were revolutionary for their time, but they're not... Oh. Uh, okay, before we move on, I just need to clarify. Jesus. Dave Matthews Band is the most overhyped band of all time. Let's move on to round four. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't no, even get no, a chance to do your my time round is, three. No, your time is no, up. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Listen. You're going to so, yield your time to the chair? Where's no, the music? Listen, Mate, do you have one of those music boxes that they use for the Academy Award? The cue music, the you know, music. the wrap-up music? Listen, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> reclaiming my time. No, so listen. I think there's an important movie that's here in round three that we really need to talk about, and that is Coming to America 2. Coming to America 2, I think, is a we great... We discussed this last year, too. <laughs> yeah, we did. God. And I loved it last year. In fact, I think I chose it last year. You did year. choose it last year. I, it, like, that would I, be I think, something you would do. I think this is And a, you probably chose it later in the draft. I think this, this has huge upside potential. I think that it has the potential to be an amazing movie. And it, it can be really, 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 really good. That, really, that, really, that really, really, really good. That the entire woke culture is going to love. Because, I mean, it's just going to be... Yeah, people love when people make African stereotypes these days. But that yeah, goes but over I like a fart in church, man. But, I, but again, I don't think it's going to be that kind of stereotype. I, or, or if it is, it's going to be it, it's done in the satirical way. Like I think it's going to be a great movie, and I think people are going to love it. First of all, you should know better than to to believe that the woke mob understands what satire even is. And that's so true. I will say, I will say that fair point. That last year. I did think that Coming to America 2 wasn't such a bad pick only because Eddie Murphy was like coming in the hot Dolomite. last yeah, year. We like, Dol- Dolomite was right. dope, So for anybody man, who, do- so who doesn't want to go back and listen to last year's episode, <laughs> I will just quickly summarize what we arrived at, which was that Dolomite was made – or this – excuse me, Coming to America 2 was made and was greenlit yeah. way before Dolomite was. Yep. So this movie has been in the can for a long time, and a lot of people who saw Dolomite and said, wow, Eddie Murphy is actually making a comeback, you cannot apply that retroactively to a movie he made before Dolomite. Right. Okay. And also, be- and also because it's now I- it's now a year later, and granted, you know, a lot of p- 
people weren't doing stuff in terms of new movies and TV shows last year. Um, but the uh, but Eddie Murphy really didn't do anything last year, right? Yeah. So I think that this year this becomes a lot riskier pick because he's, you know, for lack of a better term, he's kind of fizzled out a little bit. Um, well, you know. so fizzled out maybe from a financial standpoint, but I don't think from a review standpoint. I that, think that remains to be seen. I we'll think see. I yeah. think he was he was so good in Dolomite, and and it was such a nice comeback. For, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, it was such a nice comeback yes. for Eddie Murphy to see him getting back into more of that edgy kind of comedy, um, you know, kind of very similar to a Dave Chappelle, that I think that it's going to translate into this movie. I look and forward I think to us discussing this movie to. again in next year's track. We literally just repeated ourselves year over year. Yeah. Okay, let's go into round four. Round First four. pick, Phil with Misha and the Wolf. Yeah. Malazzo with Wild Indian, Tucker with Cinderella, Verdi with Bios, Detective Rob with Land, John on the count of three, Magnifico, Breaking News in Yuba County, Caroline, Blythe Spirit, Dunn, Morbius, Andrea, The Northman, Parker, Supernova, and Anthony with Samaritan. Yeah. So I will go first this time to talk about the one that I thought stood out, and it was once again somebody stealing my pick. It was Detective Rob with Land. I had two first-round picks remaining going into the fourth round. I yep. hoped that one of them would hang on. They were Bios and Land. I had them in the reverse order, Land higher than Bios. Verdi took Bios because it was a letter that he thought would spell his name. His name is spelled V-I-R-D-I. Oh, no, V-E-R-D-I, excuse me, <laughs> Verdi. Verdi. <laughs> I, it's not my last yeah, name. I don't but, even know this movie, Land. Well, hold on, hold on. Bios. Oh, Verdi picked Bios because he thought it spelled his name. The letter B <laughs> oh. was in his name. It was a bad pick. <laughs> Detective Rob took Land. Now, Land is the movie that I am so freaking high on right now. Yeah, it is a. It's one of these movies where a woman is like almost like. A, do you remember Wild with? Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon, where she was oh, like backpacking yeah. the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. yeah. Very similar. Woman decides to go into a cabin, live in isolation. She's clearly, it's like the the trailer is super mysterious. Yeah. Oh, it's, and di the it's cinematography, directed by Robin Wright, too. The cinematography. And stars her, too. Will, okay. will blow you away. Yeah. And so I was like, this is absolutely, I had it as the last pick in the first round. Um, and then I, I think I had, oh no, I had it second to last. Then I had Bios as my last pick in the first round. Yep. The fact that Detective Rob snagged this one, it's such a pick that he would make. Yeah. yeah. It's a gorgeous film. It's got a lot of story, a lot of heart, and it's just a critic magnet. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's uh, yet another one that was taken. I had this high on my board, too, taken right, right, every, like, Two two picks before me. Two picks before me. Right. Every, every time. I was I was hot on this movie, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Yeah. All right. Anthony, what's your standout? Uh, Morbius. So... <laughs> So I don't know why yes. Morbius was even chosen. Wait, did you draft that? No. Oh, no. Oh, done. No. Of course, done. 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 So I don't know why it was chosen. I don't strategy. think it's going to be any good. I don't think Jared Leto is going to be good in it. I mean, did you hear I, they might delay will. it to 2022 now? Yes, I heard that. They oh. just yes. came out with that news because they were yes. like, so Sony, I think, knows that they have a stinker on their hands. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, hey, maybe if we put it out after Spider-Man, which is coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah. So they think that they might actually push Morbius back a whole year again. Again, yeah. I, I think but it's remember, very remember, clear. Remember, Dunn's strategy is always superhero movies. That's I know. Like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's very clear that, like, 
Well, there's no, another nobody, Wonder Woman nobody movie? but Marvel can do good superhero movies. Like DC can't do it. Sony can't do it, even with Marvel properties, right? Yeah. Like Venom was okay, but the best thing about Venom was that it was an hour and forty minutes. Like you're in and out. Like <laughs> and he ate a dude's head off. Yeah. <laughs> that was, the best. That was awesome. yeah, it was I mean, that was cool. I mean, like, it was like a, great, a turd. It was <laughs> floating in the wind. Yeah, man. It was a great action movie, but like it wasn't like like was it anything I hadn't seen before? Yeah, is it, of course. Is it something yeah. that like it was is going to give popcorn, me a, total yeah. popcorn? Yeah. Sit yeah. down again. Like let's go. Yeah, it was Mor- good for ninety minutes. Morbius is going to be the exact same thing. It's except it's going to be a vampire except story. It's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> awful. And it's going to have a little bit more of that that immortality vampire romantic side of it. It's See, my, have, my hot take on you know, Morbius is that, that he's not actually going to be a vampire. It's just going to be Jared Leto method acting as a severely depressed emo person who thinks he's a vampire. Did you see uh, his movie that just came out? Whatever that's called, uh, The Little Things? No. Uh, on HBO Max? No. Wait, was it the one with Denzel? Yeah. Yeah, there was like a crime drama or whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen I, it. I heard I, it was good, but I haven't watched it. I watched it. Not, Look, Jared yeah. Leto, you, you really have to be in the mood to watch that guy on screen. <laughs> Because it is, he can be super insufferable. He really is. And like in this one, you could just tell, like, he was really just jerking off to his own image on screen the entire time. Like, he really was into himself. He was feeling himself in this role. Yeah. And I, I didn't particularly like the movie, so maybe that's why. But I think that Morbius is, is certainly of note because that movie is going to be ready. Here it is the worst movie. Of 2021. Wow. In terms of that, critic review? In terms that's, of everything. everything that's, a, yeah. that's a bold statement. We but might I, have I, a no, crazy I think, award I think, winner. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you. Because I think. remember, it's it's don't, don't forget, there is a trailer for Morbius out. Oh, I watched We've, it right, right before right, I came oh, here. Oh, I've seen it. The trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it. And it's the trailer is very, very bad. Yes. Yeah. Like, very, like I, I normally don't, I, I don't judge movies off of trailers anymore because they've, they, Hollywood has made an art out of, out of, Super cutting trailers, oh, like yeah. Suicide Squad. You know, like Suicide Squad looked amazing. Oh man, with the Batman trailer, right? versus Superman yeah, looked right, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So, but but this is an example where the even the, it's so bad that they can't even get a good trailer out of it. <laughs> it's and and look, I think honestly the reason why he took this role is that he is seriously butthurt that he's not Joker anymore. He got pushed out of DC, and yep. so now he was like, I'll take whatever role Marvel wants to give me. And Sony was yep. like. Hey, we have some Marvel roles. Yep. You want to help us yeah. out? You, you, yeah. you want you want to do Marvel light? Knowing yeah. Jared Leto, like he was like coming back from like like a three month meditation period, and he had no idea that Sony owned any of the Marvel rights or any yep. of that shit. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll be Morbius. Yeah. Who's Morbius? Yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah." And yeah. Like, like, uh, drives up to the Sony exactly. lot. What the fuck? Where am I? All right. but, so we're but gonna do a multiverse, is, right? Guys? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean that that could be right because they that's could what be they're building. Banking on. They're, they're banking building on it, to yeah. maximum, and carnage, that's why I right? think they're gonna right. move it after. They are not building they're to maximum carnage. I'm telling you, they're building. They are to, not what building. What other Sony? They're building crossover? to Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> it's like let there be light. Do you get it? Do you get the title? <laughs> Oh. Let there be light, but instead of light, they put the word carnage in. Oh, with this, it's so smart, guys. With this fucking sideshow it's Bob so smart, wig. Dude, his oh, sideshow Bob wig is great. God. Is he definitively coming back? Is, is Woody Harrelson I, coming I back? I believe so, I believe, yes. I mean, yeah, what a I'm, waste of I'm an end sure. credit scene if he doesn't. No, it would be so much better if he didn't. And they just found some <laughs> random dude where it was like, you know that guy, the Cletus or whatever his name is that was in the prison? That's not him. Yeah, no. 
Red herring. Gotcha. It could be. Yeah. Gotcha. Could be. That, that, that wasn't Cletus. That was Bob. Yeah, it was Bob. Come on. All right, so, Magnif, pick out your movie. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull on Anthony here. My standout was the, my, my pick, Breaking News in Yuba County. Because this, what a weird ass trailer that dude, was. So yeah. this to me feels like yeah. it feels sleepery good. Like the trailer, the the cast, the director. It feels very like, dare I say, Cohen Brothers ish. Like, I was gonna say the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, imagine if you gave so. like the Cohen Brothers like Red Bull, right? Yeah, like, and they made a movie, and they were like, it's gonna be really weird, but it's also gonna be kind of happy, right? <laughs> like, it feels the kind of movie to me that like it's gonna be the kind of movie I feel like that pe- most people that go to see it are gonna be like, what the fuck am I watching? But there's gonna be just enough critics that are gonna be like. Genius to, yeah, to give this remember, a good um, like. Uh, what was the what was the movie with Brad Pitt, the Coen Brothers movie with Brad Pitt, where uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt's the fitness instructor. What's that one? Oh, uh, Burn After Reading. Burn yeah, After Reading. That movie is yes. great. That movie it is, is phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, super weird. Yeah, super yeah. weird. Makes no fucking sense at the end of the yeah, day. Phenomenal. But like, it's it's a great movie. I totally but agree. Did yeah. Critics like it. Critics yeah. loved it. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. critics jerked off all over it. Yeah, they were like, they're like, oh, you know so. what? The most the, like they in, infer all this like uh, artistic integrity into like the dildo chair. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's it's a perfect <laughs> it's a perfect way to summarize our society overall. Exactly. Is that you go to sit down in a chair and then you've got a dildo rammed in to you and it's like yep. what the f- and Brad Brad Pitt Brad Pitt played like a very much he, his character I mean his was character very steals much the show. oh my god and and it very much reminded me of uh the characters from Pain and Gain yes. where like you know yes. he was just like this yes. clueless idiot that gets wrapped up into this scheme yes. you know yes. like it was, I, I absolutely love that movie so that's that's what this movie feels like to me the hardest I've ever laughed in my life <laughs> Was when Brad Pitt comes out of the closet and he's smiling like, "Hey!" Yeah. and he gets shot in the fucking yeah, face. Just gets shot right <laughs> and in comes out yeah. of nowhere. You go, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> he's smiling like, "Hey!" <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. So All that right. th- this to me is like it's, it's again this it's, it's, this movie is either gonna be great or it's gonna tank. <laughs> yeah. It could be really really fun. I think that yeah. regardless of how critics perceive this movie, I think that there's gonna I be a I'm fan base like for it, it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's move on to round five. Uh, this is where Anthony, I'm going to spoil it right away. He stole the show this round, <laughs> taking once again my pick. Godzilla versus Kong. Then I took the United States versus Billy. Uh, sorry, it got cut off for me here. Billy Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea, one for the road. Done the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Uh, Caroline took Jungle Cruise. Magnifico took Cherry. John Soggy Bottom. Detective Rob, nobody. Verdi El Planeta? Is that how you say it? Or Planeta? I think. I don't know. Planeta. <laughs> uh, Tucker with Next Goal Wins. Malazzo coming home in the dark. And Phil with Philly DA. All right. Anthony, do you want to start us off and talk about your own movie? No, uh, I'm actually not. I'm actually not going to be talking about my own movie once again. Um, but I am going to be talking about Jungle Cruise, right? Because I love the how rock. How is this noteworthy to you? Because <laughs> this is like. This because is the most milk to- toast thing. It's like The Rock and Emily Blunt on a boat. Which is not going to... And, and exactly. And it's not going to be... I don't think the critics are going to love it, but I think this is one of those movies. The reason that it's noteworthy is because I think that this movie will make a ridiculous amount of money if oh, it is... Oh, I disagree. I think, I think there's a lot of people... Well, okay. So let me you say this. You think there are going to be a lot of pro wrestling fans lined up for this one? I think there's going to be a lot of people who watch this movie. 
because of The Rock. And it's not just pro wrestling fans. The Rock has transcended. Dwayne Johnson has transcended. He is, like, there are, are pro wrestling fans that love him. There are women that love him. There are He is literally the most likable celebrity doing, okay, in Hollywood right when now. When he's doing a movie where he's having fun. Okay, so... Fast and the Furious movies, yes. Uh, uh, but he plays the one Jumanji character. Movies? He plays himself. Yes. <laughs> not, not Jumanji. Jumanji, he's Jumanji two. Yeah. That dude can act actually. Because he, he, oh, he puts I'm on not a he very can. funny uh, Danny DeVito. And Jumanji, <laughs> so Jumanji one and two are the precise reason why this movie worries me. Yes, because okay, now it's a. Third jungle movie with right. The Rock, but it's not Jumanji. But and he also needs... got like it just feels a little the Rock Bubble man. It's just getting a little I'm bit bigger. You, it's, it's a supporting never, cast that can that can it's as care. big as his biceps, man. And they're just going to get bigger and bigger. Dude, he and... needs a supporting cast that has the same charisma, the same energy. And you know what? I'm going to go on record and say it: Emily Blunt. Not Doesn't good, have it. Does not match well with The Rock in my mind. Yeah. Ooh, that's I interesting. Don't, yeah, I, don't I don't think that this I, is going to be a good movie. No, yeah. I, I I agree. I don't think that it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be. I think the reason that it's noteworthy is because it's going to get a lot of views. I think a lot of people are going to watch it, whether it comes out on in the theaters or on streaming. But you don't think the critics are going to yeah, like? No, that, that absolutely okay. not. No, okay. I just want to make sure we were clear well, on so, that. Yeah, point. So <laughs> and he's that's using the saying. same logic on Minions that he's using for this one. Well, so I'm, Moms that's and what I'm kids saying. are going to watch no, it. No, 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 no. You're missing my point here. My point is, is that <laughs> this is watch. one of the movies that people are going to see, and it's going to make a lot of money. But critics are going to hate. Like, uh, uh, like I think sure. that there's a lot of people that are going to love this movie, but I don't think critics are them. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't think critics are going to go let, for this let one. Me, no. Let me tee off here because i got to go after the enemy of the show, Dan Tucker. <laughs> yes. All right. My standout is next goal wins, and here is why. Okay. okay? Dan has now drafted this back-to-back years. He loves Taika Watiti. This is Taika's passion project. Okay, so now on the pro side for Dan, critics love when big-name directors hold studios by the balls, mm-hmm. okay? And they say, yeah, I'll do, you know, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder for you, but before I do that, you have to let me finish my passion project for a rival studio that's called Next Goal Wins, which is a comedy movie based off of an award-winning documentary of the same name, <laughs> all right? So critics right there are going to start feeling like the orgasm coming on, yep. all right? However... Oh, I, I hope I know where you're going with this one. It is a soccer movie. Mm-hmm. And let me quickly, first, sports movies, all right? So the top performing sports movies of the past few years, Moneyball at 94, Creed at 95, Goon at 81, 42 at 81, Warrior, the uh, UFC movie at 83%, yeah. The Fighter at 90%, Marky Mark playing yeah. a boxer. Yeah, yeah, Christian Bale. And I would right. even, really and, and, cool. and I would even... The uh, movies that uh, sports movies that involve fighting, like Creed, and I would barely call those sure, sports. I would movies. agree. I would agree. Like, barely. So, okay, how many of those had soccer in them? If no. you said zero, you'd be correct. Yeah. yeah. Soccer movies. Let's go over since the year two thousand. Yeah, there's been one. Bend it like Beckham had an yep. eighty-five. Yeah. The highest-rated soccer movie really was Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer at ninety yep. percent. Shaolin Soccer though was at the peak of that like like kung fu yeah the, right. well, yeah that cheesy kung fu hustle yeah, yeah. kung fu hustle, hustle the yeah. really over the top pow kind of, yeah kung since pow. then right. she's the man forty three percent kicking Ooh. and screaming forty one percent the big green zero percent wow and then the documentary next goal wins which has a hundred percent but it only has twenty reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right so Taika Waititi is producing in America a passion project about a soccer team. I 
feel like American audiences are going to tune this out right away. Even the most woke critics don't understand soccer because we are not European. Yep. I think that this movie has flop written all over it. So to add to the flop potential, I completely agree with all of that. Let's not gloss over the fact that Army Hammer is apparently a cannibal. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, uh, that is not going to bode well for this movie because we all know that critics are petty fucking people. No matter how true or not true that that whole thing with him is, that I guarantee you critics are going to – like critics uh, – uh, uh, some critics would sit there and go, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But right, Army Hammer right. is a cannibal, so 50%. You know, yeah, just like, it's yeah. Joker all over again. petty yeah. fucking uh, fucks. 100%. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, Tucker, I, I think I think Tucker made a huge misstep by redrafting this one, and I think grabbing it as high as the fifth round was an even bigger mistake. So Tucker, you're you're welcome. I'm happy to shit all over you again. <laughs> smug Second son of a row. bitch. You smug son of a bitch. All right, Matt, do you have a notable standout movie? Um, I didn't actually. Um, not from this round. This is this was a round that. With the, with the exception of Godzilla versus yeah, Kong, I was going to say like, that's Anthony. I, I can't believe he snagged it from me two years yeah, in a row. Yeah, I th- this was kind of, this was a round that like every movie that was chosen in the fifth round, I was like, yeah, okay, I could see that being a fifth rounder. So last year I had Kong versus Godzilla uh, as my tenth rounder. Okay, Anthony took it in the ninth, and so I said this year. I'm moving it all the way up to the seventh round. I said, hopefully it's still there in the eighth <laughs> round, but I'm going to move it up to the seventh so I make sure I get it. When you took it in the fifth round, I, I on the video, you could see me <laughs> screaming. And my wife is in the background going, stop, because our son was asleep upstairs. Yeah. I was so amped for this. I am still amped for this movie to come out. Yeah, I really I wanted too. it on my roster, and I'm really, really disappointed you yep. took it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, especially because they've they've come out many, many times and said that it's good. there's going to be a definitive winner. It's not going to be like a Martha scenario like we had with Batman versus Superman <laughs> or... Freddy versus Jason, or any of the Kong other. Kong and Godzilla both have the same. What's mother. your Mothra's yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. What's your Mothra? <laughs> you know, why what? did you say Mothra? I, I have, why did you say I have Mothra? A prediction. I have a prediction. Uh, so based off the trailer, I think that Kong is going to be the good guy. Godzilla is going to be painted as the bad guy, I think and so I think too. Kong dies. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, Godzilla agree. has to be the good guy because Kong yeah. dies. Yep. Yeah, I think so go. too. All right. So yep. let's move on to the sixth round. Phil with The Last Duel, Malazzo, Prisoners of the Ghostland, Tucker, The Harder They Fall, Verdi, R, Hashtag J, Detective Rob, Untitled Elvis Biopic, John, Deep Water, Magnifico, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Caroline, Chaos Walking, Dunn, Death on the Nile, Andrea, The Card Counter, Me with Fatherhood, and Anthony with... <laughs> With Boss Baby Family Business, which, which if you watch the video on that draft pick, Andrea screams in the background when he takes it. She goes, what? She literally could not believe like she that couldn't you took believe, Boss Baby. It wasn't that she couldn't believe that it was drafted in the sixth round. She couldn't believe it was drafted, period. Dude, <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. It's gonna, it, what, a, goes, what, a, what, a, what a group of talented Actors and performers that are going to be a part of and it. And again, the justification was he goes, Have you guys seen the cast? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Dude, Goldblum. I'll watch guys. anything with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I, will, I will watch absolutely anything with him. Did you watch Hotel Artemis? I just watched that for the first time last night. I didn't see I haven't seen Get it on yet. That. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's a fun yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So I, anyway, I we'll, uh, I'll start this round. Okay. Uh, my notable pick out of this round was Malazzo's The Prisoners of Ghostland. 
Uh, at Sundance, it was moved into the coveted Saturday night primetime slot. Yep. Uh, it has got a ton of buzz around it. It's Nick Cage who plays apparently like – so the notes that I have on it is Nick Cage said that this is the weirdest movie and the wildest movie he's ever made. And that says something. This is a year after Mandy or two years after Mandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movie is super weird. It's one of my favorite movies ever. So, I love and that movie. He says the plot is that he is saving the governor's daughter from a dark universe, and that requires breaking a curse, and he could do all this with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I am so, so amped. So excited. <laughs> and like the only the only stuff they have of it, they don't even have like a poster or yeah. anything. It's just a still shot of Nicolas Cage screaming with a shotgun. Yep. I'm like, I'm on. I'm on board. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, I you know, Nicolas Cage went through some some rough times uh, a couple years Let's ago. Let's talk about that. Well, well, just cuz <laughs> just his his uh his accountant kind of messed him over, right? But it has led because he needs to make money now. So he's literally doing everything. And he has really, he's kind of memed himself. Like he yeah, has, yep. he has really yeah. reached up and grabbed that like meme of himself. And he's become almost like a caricature actor that is great. Like jujitsu is going to be a phenomenally fun movie. Ridiculous. Willy's Wonderland. There's no, there's literally no jujitsu no in, in the entire trailer. <laughs> Have you seen this trailer? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Oh, I mean, it looks like so Mortal good. Kombat. It looks yeah. so over the top. Yeah. And I am so on board with it. And like, I love Nicolas Cage and the fact that he has. Oh my gone god, that poster is outstanding. I know, right? it's phenomenal. That's like Just... it's got so many like Star Wars things. Dude, in look, there. It, it already it's already yeah. got a meta score twenty eight <laughs> and two. 2.9 user. Oh my god, I can't wait. I dude, I think that this is like that this is my kind of movie. Like I Did you hear wait, did you hear this. that the the rumor is that with Willy's Wonderland, that's the uh the, the Five Willy Nights Wonka at Freddy's no, the oh. Five Nights at Freddy ripoff. Have you seen the trailer oh, for that? Oh yeah, where he's like a, a janitor who's cleaning up like a, a, yes. a showbiz yeah. pizza yes. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese and the things come to life and the, like the rumor is Nick Cage doesn't say a goddamn word in the whole movie. And That's he's in awesome. it the whole time. And it's just him slaughtering like mechanized ostriches and shit. And I'm like, like this, somebody wrote this. Yeah. Somebody put this pen to paper and made this movie. And Nick Cage read it and he was no. like, fucking A. No, no, no. Somebody, <laughs> Sign me up. somebody else read it and said, Yeah, I'll put a few million dollars behind this. Yeah, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like an awesome movie. It looks like an awesome movie. <laughs> So okay, I, I'll agree that uh, that Nick Cage is is on the upswing. I think that this movie for Malazzo is going to be a sleeper hit in the sixth round. Matt, do you have a notable standout movie in the sixth? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Oh, your pick. Oh. My pick. Okay. So 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 yeah. so, uh, so I so first things first. I lied to the league when I said that. It, mark my words, I am picking this movie as my first, first overall, overall pick. Yep. Like yep. because you know there was still like a Disney movie on the board. That, All right, I got I gotta take it. But the unbearable weight of massive talent, which I would have taken if it fell to me. I know you. Were I going told to. you I was yep, going to do it. I know it. you were going to. Yep. So this movie again, Nicolas Cage. So this is the meme, and the reason I have uh, sort of like a love for this movie as it is is because roughly. <laughs> I don't know, three months before the movie was actually announced, we were having a conversation in the Rotten Tomatoes Slack channel, and we were talking about Nicolas Cage, and I said, and I specifically said, I was like, guys, 
Like the next step in Nicolas Cage's career is to make a movie where he's playing himself yes. about being like a meta fucking movie. And then like literally like two months later, <laughs> I think it was Tucker that like he shared the Variety article. He was yep. like, dude, like this movie like is actually happening. And I'm like, yo, like this is gonna be great because it reminds me of. Uh, you guys Hold on, see- let me just read the description behind. Yeah, you. So, yeah that's so good. You have to it's read so it. Good. A cash-strapped Nicholas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, <laughs> but it's really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire's fa- since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. That is the most what? insane. Like, what? I am so here for this. Yes, I am it's like, so, so on So you guys board have seen JCVD, right? Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. So, so it reminds me of that kind of movie. Yes. I think it's going to be a little yeah. bit like you know cheesier than that. But like it reminds yeah. me of that kind yep. of thing. And, like, and they did the whole series with Jean-Claude Van Damme 2 on Amazon. Like, it was great. Like, I, I just think this movie is going to be fucking fantastic. Oh, they have production photos up. Man, can you click on one of those production photos? Oh, my God. I haven't seen these yet. Yeah, I think I think it's going. Oh, that's a boss level. Oh, is that Pedro there. Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal is in this movie. Oh man, that's going to be a great movie. Yep. Oh my god. Oh man, I'm so excited yeah. for classic this movie. Classic uh, Jeep Wrangler LJ right there. I'm so excited for this movie. Wow. Look at that pink jacket. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that wow. jacket. This movie's going to be amazing. Dude, I'm yeah, so happy. This is such a great pick in the yeah, sixth round. Yeah, that's, that really is. This is might have been the pick one. of the draft. Might have been the pick <laughs> of the draft. Yeah. All right, Anthony, do you have a standout? Uh, the, the only standout that I have um, is just because it has nothing to do with the actors, talent, anything to do with it. I, I think the concept for the movie, but the Elvis uh, biopic. With Tom Hanks. Yeah, with yeah. Tom Hanks, I, I think is a really, really great choice. That's uh, biopic. I, yeah, uh, it's pronounced it's, bi- biopic. It's biopic. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, but I think it's... an an Elvis biopic hasn't been done Uh, Elvis is one of the most popular rock and roll stars ever and I think that it's just it's something that very similar to the Beatles I think people are just going to absolutely love it okay just just real quick what this picture that Ming left up on the screen (laughs) I this is my Halloween costume for this year this is my fucking Halloween costume pink leather jacket just wear it to work with all the Girl Scout patches it's not just a pink leather jacket just so you guys can see all the patches it's a pink leather jacket with a bunch of patches it's great dude that that's going to be that's my Halloween costume for this year I love that it's just so good. Just- you know, okay, real quick shout out as well to Verdi taking. I know once again he was just trying to spell his name. Verdi does not count in this, by the way. I have no notable <laughs> picks from Verdi. No, he, I know. he was a last minute addition to our league this year, replacing <laughs> Janine, who had to step out, unfortunately. And he picked a movie called R hashtag J, which is literally a uh, a, a like a what do you, what do you, a Bollywood film. It's a yeah. Bollywood movie, really. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the story of Romeo and Juliet being told through Instagram. And so it's like our hashtag J or whatever. It, yeah. it looks like it's going to be an absolute train wreck, but it's it's premiering at Sundance tonight. So I just wanted to call that out as something that's like super strange. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, uh, look, uh, Bollywood films do very well sometimes. A lot of critics like them. Yeah, Yo, if very... you haven't seen The White Tiger, that was my second round pick. Yeah. It's it's on. Uh, it's Use an actual out. hashtag. Oh, he tried before. It oh, it didn't come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it didn't come up. Oh my god! Yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, Wait. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Romeo and ad- Juliet told through. Oh my! Modern God. day adaptation of Shakespeare's romantic now, tragedy. Now, will they have? Or is it going to be like Leo DiCaprio, and they're going to have the dialogue that's going to be the same? Like, is it going to be Shakespearean okay. dialogue? As I understand or? it, you remember um, uh, what was that movie where uh, like the girl was missing and he was like on her laptop the whole time? Uh, the guy from Harold and Kumar. Oh, uh, 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 yes, it was uh, John John Cho, and it was uh, uh, the. Uh, 
It was Fuck. like missing or something. I think like it was that. called missing. Yeah. So anyway, like it's, it's a similar. Did that? <laughs> and like there was also an episode of like Modern Family that yes. was like that as well, where it's yes. like they're telling the whole thing through a computer screen. Yep. I believe this is going to be the entire movie is literally being told through Kinda an like Instagram that. Okay. Feed. Okay. No, I'm, I I think it's going to be a train. It's going to be yeah, awful. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Cool kind of concept, but it's gonna. Yeah. No, it's not going to be good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's go on to round seven. Anthony with the Matrix Four, Parker with the Man from Toronto, Andrea with Luzu. Dunn with West Side Story, Caroline with Little Fish, Magnifico with Blue Bayou, John with Annette, Detective Rob with Woman in the Window, otherwise known as Wonder Woman 3, <laughs> Verdi with Dog, Tucker with Don't Worry Something Darling, Don't Worry Darling, Don't worry, darling. Uh, Malazzo with Gucci, and then Phil with Infinite. So, Matt, let's go ahead and start with you. What is notable? Um, mine was Little Fish. Okay. I don't know much about this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was hovering. I, I eventually did not put this on my draft board. I was hovering over it for quite a while as to whether or not I wanted to even consider it because it just – like, so there's there's no – there are no actors um, of note in it, that I, at least what in, in my opinion there are not. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what this kind of looks like? This looks like um, uh, Spotless Mind. So – that's yeah, why sunshine. That's yeah. why I was hovering over it for so long because it seemed like it had that that aura that just, you know, critics flock to with that sort of thing that yeah, very, very like indie RC yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, like when I just looked at the like, you know, the director who has a very short and unimpressive resume and the fact that there are no actors that I've really ever heard of. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna risk this. Yeah. But I was, I was, I wanted someone to take it because I wanted to see how it did. I wanted to watch it. Yeah, romantic sci-fi is what it's classified right. as. That's really like, weird. Yeah. Like. <laughs> okay. You know, look, I, I didn't yeah. know anything about it. It certainly was not yeah. on my draft board. But I, you, you know, look, it looks like a movie that I, honestly I'll probably check out because yeah. you mentioned Lars and the Real Girl earlier. That is a super weird romantic movie, and I actually really love that movie. Me too, yeah. Um, and then Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I've watched that probably ten times. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's like a great like first watch, second watch, third watch movie. So yeah. hopefully this is another one. I don't know enough about it, though, to have an opinion. Yeah. All right, Anthony, what's your standout? Uh, Gucci. Ooh, uh, Gucci, interesting. Gucci, uh-huh. I really, really like. Um, obviously, it's a, a Ridley Scott-directed movie. Um, the amount of talent that's in it, um, again, it's a Jared Leto you know, movie. He is the star. Um, Al Pacino's in it, though. Adam Driver is in it. Lady Gaga is one of the lead female roles in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. So it's got an all-star cast. Is it guaranteed to come out this year? Uh, it's not guaranteed. It's slated to come out November 24th of this year. Okay. So I have a feeling that it might be delayed, but if it doesn't get delayed, I think it has the potential to do very, very well. It's worth noting that I, like, I make a seed list every year that we draft from, and like, there are a bunch of movies that end up getting drafted that were not on the seed list. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it came across, I, I was like, are you sure you're talking about a movie that comes out this year? And Malazza said, oh, yeah, if you didn't know about it, that's on you. I had no idea. I, I will tell you this much. When you're saying the cast list, Lady Gaga is a huge red flag for me right now. I think that her star has fallen as far as being an actress is concerned. And I think that she kind of became a little bit of a laughing stock over the past year and a half. I understand that A Star Was Born was her, you know, rising to fame moment. I think that, honestly, anything she touches from that point on is just going to be humorous. You you realize she sang the national anthem at the 
presidential inauguration, right? I do, and she tried to look like Katniss Everdeen. That was hilarious. She looked great. Maybe She's a judge. And people fucking love favor. her. Yeah, her fans love her. And critics love her. Critics do love her, but... Lady Gaga is wildly What was the talented, TV show she was too. just on? She was on a TV show recently? Yeah, she yeah, was on the, uh, the the horror uh, American Oh, American Horror, horror, horror Story. Story. Yeah. 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 That was so a couple was, seasons. Yeah, she was a vampire one. Yeah, or what, like but that. it was yeah. like, have you, like, honestly. It wasn't I, a good season. Wasn't yeah. a good season. I, I, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't think A Star is Born was all that good of a movie. And I think with multiple watches, people are yeah. going back, kind of going, nope. Uh, so I, so I, I will, so, okay. so, so here's what I'll say. I will completely agree that I, in terms of her acting prowess, I totally agree with you. I don't think she's very good at acting. She's a phenomenal singer and performer. I think she's a not very good actress. But I, to, you know, to Anthony's woke strategy, I think that there's enough, you know, I, I think there's going to be enough. When does this movie come out? She's Lady Gaga has. No, when does this movie come out? November, oh, November twenty fourth. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, it so here's may what I was gonna say. So if it if this movie came out like next month, every single critic review would be, she sung at she sung at Joe Biden's yeah, inauguration. Hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. Since this movie's coming out in November, I don't know if the maybe we the, we might have moved on to something else by then because you're absolutely right. In, I don't think in, it comes out this year either. Yeah, like yeah. In, a, in a normal situation, However, critics don't look at like critics so much more now. Like that's why this league has become so difficult sometimes because there are so many movies where you have to consider what's going on behind the camera and like public perception. You can't ever right. just you people are we for and this is awful. I hate this, but we no longer just look at the quality of the product that we are. Given. Correct. There's all this other bullshit that goes into it from Correct. a critic's perspective. Yep. yep. And it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and that's why it's it's fun because then you get these kind of crazy movies that like come out of nowhere and you're like, wait a minute, this got a 98%? You're like, yeah. this is like one of the weirdest, most like Mandy. If you look at Mandy, Mandy got um, uh, like absurdly yeah. good reviews. That movie is very abstract. Yep. That movie is like an acid trip, like on Halloween. But like, hindsight being 2020, if we go back and look at it, right? The only critics that are going to review that are the critics that are like, yeah, I'm up for a weird fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, they're going to see Cage a weird fu- and they're going to yeah. go, this is really weird. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like that's, that is something that we've talked about in the past is that like when you're coming up with a draft strategy, it's about not only who is this targeting, but what critics will actually go and yep. see it. Exactly. And horror movies historically in our league have performed very well. Because horror movies, there are a lot of critics that are just like, I don't like spooky stuff, yep. so I'm not going to watch a spooky movie. And so they'll just tune out, and then that's why like Annabelle Creation or whatever that movie was, it got like <laughs> it got like a 90 in its following weekend because there's like only like 15 critics only went to the go horror see the movie. Fans, yeah. So, yeah. And are, I think, are, are I we think, on round seven and round eight right now? Uh, round We're going to move to round eight, okay. but I have to talk on round right. seven because so I got just, a notable one. Just really quick, I, I think Lady Gaga has become very similar to Beyonce and very similar to GameStop. Where if you start talking shit about it, there's going to be and this the whole Civil group. War. <laughs> well, no, listen, listen to me. Well, right, because listen, listen, Andrew left. The whole thing that's happening with GameStop right now is because Andrew left came out and said GameStop sucks. It's an obsolete product, which it is, and said I'm going to short this stock. People got pissed at him, right, and and forced him to execute his shorts so that he would lose a whole bunch of money and they would all make money, right? Okay. With 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 uh, someone like Beyonce, right? She's got such a strong fan following that, that if you talk people shit, short sold her. Well, yeah. if you talk shit about Beyonce, there's going to be this whole army of people that come after you to make sure that you are going to be like losing money, right? So I think Lady Gaga is in that same vein where if you talk shit about Lady Gaga right now, if you're a critic, people are going to come after you and they're going to make sure that... Okay, you kind of made a good point there, but like... 
was so, long, it was so a long way saying, around. But you're saying though that, but it, you're saying though that that's predicated on the fact that the critics are the ones that have to say something bad about Lady Gaga, well, they, not yeah. the fans. Well, that's what I'm saying. The critics cannot say anything bad about Lady Gaga because oh, the I fans see what you're will, 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 they're going to form pitchfork okay. mobs and come after them. And if you want to see something interesting, like we don't have to go on to it now, but it's like if you look at the news cycle this week for Promising Young Woman, yeah. it's like some critic from the New York Times made some sort of comment about how Margot Robbie was originally supposed to be in the role. And the actress who's uh, Carrie Mulligan, who yeah. ended up taking the role, he was like, she's no Margot Robbie. And it was like, it became like, how could a man ever criticize a woman's looks? And it just, I mean, literally, it has lampooned his entire career. Yep. He is done for at yep. this point. Ugh, and it's yep. like, that is the fear that critics run into. So to your point, yeah. if somebody were to come out and be like, you know what, actually, Lady Gaga's kind of dog shit. It's like, people <laughs> yeah. are just going to yeah, like, look no. out. I mean, and, and Andrew Left is, has been like, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. He's like, I mentioned it one time. And right. and and he's like, I'm getting death threats. My yeah. family is getting death threats. Yeah. Like, that's how, like, crazy some of these fanboys are or Dude, fan people white men, are. White men, they're all wagging their finger and he goes, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we need better representation. Uh, I'm a gay man. <laughs> I'm representing something. Yeah, but you're still a man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my standout. So is Elliot Page. My standout from the seventh round. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> a little non sequitur. Right <laughs> my standout from the seventh round is West Side Story. It is a movie that I took off my draft board. Yeah. Right? Deliberately, it was, I, I originally had it in the tenth round. I said, no, I'm not yeah. going anywhere near this. In the Heights. One, there are two movies that are telling a very similar story about like uh, uh, racial boundaries and racial relationships within inner city communities. Right. Okay. This movie, if you look at the uh, set photos of Steven Spielberg, and I love Ansel Elgort. All right? Yeah. Baby Driver. Me too. I agree. Is is a bomb film. Yep. Yeah. Look at the set photos. They look like Steven Spielberg looks so fucking smug anymore. And I'm like, this movie looks like it is going to really fucking suck. Yeah. Dude, Spielberg is Spielberg not hasn't a made good... a good movie in a very long time. What was I'm the, sorry. What was the last movie he made? Was it Ready Player One? Yeah. What was, was that the last one he made? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe he did something smaller, did, but did, I think. He hasn't made a good big budget. He, yeah, right. he has wow. not. Yeah. Like, he's just. And, not and, there. And, and I'm sorry, right now, like, um, uh, what's his name is doing in the Heights? Uh, Lin Manuel lost. Miranda. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah. you know, j- you, the way we are right, the way the way people are right now, you can't. Nobody gives a shit about Spielberg anymore. Lin Manuel Miranda is so hot right now, yeah, right? And so you much have hotter. you have like you yeah. said, two very similar movies. One directed by a guy who is absolutely beloved right now. One directed by a guy who probably most of the younger generation doesn't know who the fuck he right. is. Yeah. Right. There's no contest here. This yeah. movie is going to tank. Yep. Yeah. I agree, and and Dunn taking it was was such a classic Dunn move. By the seventh <laughs> round, by the seventh round, Dunn didn't even know where he was Dude, anymore. Dunn was so drunk. His web camera was pointing at the ceiling yeah, of his bedroom. Was, that was it was rough. So getting, West Side getting Story into was, these, there's another Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Getting into some of these late rounds. Was, Dude, the late rounds are great. That, that is that is the noteworthy I mean, gets, point of the gets, seventh it gets round. Real thin, was, real quick. Detective Rob took. Woman in the window and Dunn reactivates his web camera. It was pointing at the ceiling of his bedroom. Yeah. And you see him pick it up and he points it right at his face and he goes, There's another Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> Woman in the window. God, uh, that was amazing. All right, let's go on to the eighth round. Uh, it started off with Phil taking King Richard, Malazzo with Stillwater, Tucker with Memoria, or no, Memor- Memoria. Memoria. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Verdi with Antlers, Detective Rob with The Conjuring. John with At The Ready, 
Magnifico, Marvelous in the Black Hole, Caroline, Marry Me, Dunn, Malcolm and Marie, Andrea, In the Same Breath, Me with CryptoZoo, and Anthony with Black Adam. That's right. Black Adam was drafted, everybody. Black Adam is not coming out this year. It absolutely is not. It is just not coming out this I'm, year. I'm convinced that Anthony decided just to go full troll at the end of this draft <laughs> because he was like, he goes, okay, we know Dunn wants to take all the comic book movies, and there's literally one left, and it's Black Adam, and I'm just going to take it to make Drunk Dunn more upset. <laughs> like, he knew his yep. his season was over when he took Minions. Yep. And, and like I said, I mean, right at the, I mean, it gets real thin, but I actually think that Black Adam is going to be a great movie. I think I think I think it's it's part of the rock bubble. I think people are going to love it. Again, the most likable actor in Hollywood right now is Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and Black Adam is going to be awesome in 2025 when it hits theaters <laughs> and Anthony will be proven correct. <laughs> All right. My standout here is uh, Phil with King Richard. So one, let's just talk about Will Smith playing any role where it's Oscar bait, okay? I'm going to go through real quick for you. Collateral Beauty came out in 2016. That's the one where he was, like, talking to angels. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 14% on yeah. Rotten Tomato. It was not good. Concussion in 2015, 59%. Seven pounds. Is that the one with Margot Robbie? Oh, no, seven no, no, no. pounds is the one with no, 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 no. No, you're thinking of, no, like, uh, seven pounds is Spotlight the one, or something like seven that. Seven pounds is the one with... Um, What's her name? Uh, Seven Pounds is the one where he's like killing himself and he's giving all of his body parts to people that need him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So fucking weird. Concussion Spoiler is the football alert. movie where yeah, he was talking about. Movie, that's yeah, right, yeah. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness in, tw- in 2006 right, where was his Street. highest rated uh, so Oscar bait movie and that was 67%. Yeah, that movie was Ali good. in 2001 and that was a 65%. And then The Legend of Bagger Vance in 2000 at 43%. This dude cannot pick a good role Nope. For Oscar bait. Nope. He cannot do it. King Richard is the story of Venus and Serena Williams' dad. All right. Just right off the bat, you have two of the most interesting and intriguing female athletes in the history of female sports in Venus and Serena Williams. And who does he choose to cover? Their dad. <laughs> because everybody cares about their dad in this film. It is going to this is going to suck. This movie was supposed to come out last year. It was a it was a horrible pick for Will Smith to sign himself yeah. onto. He cannot pick Oscar bait. This movie, mark my words, is going to be another laughing stock. He has yeah, not made a be. good movie in years. I just watched Gemini Man this morning. I actually really liked it. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's awesome. Really? Okay. The special right. effects are terrible. Look, oh, watch God. it. Just watch it. It's so good. Yeah, right, I'll it, watch it. It did not look like a uh, uh my we're in round eight, right? Mm-hmm. All right. My standout is The Conjuring. Yeah, Ooh, that's okay. a good one. Because going back to the horror movie thing you talked about before, it's so. First of all, I it, I'm absolutely mind the blown. The devil made me do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm absolutely mind blown that the first two Conjuring movies scored as well as they did with critics. Yeah. Like because they're dog shit movies. They are absolutely. I thought they were okay. I didn't. I didn't hate them. I mean, like I see. I, I personally hate like the the jump scare ghoul like type things. Yeah. But so the reason I this is a standout for me is because I'm just wondering, like, how long is the goodwill? This is the third movie in the series now. Right. Like, how is the goodwill gonna make it? I mean, we're in round eight, you know. But like, is it gonna make it that far? Because I just don't see any way that this movie is good. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think that The Conjuring has sort of run itself out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Annabelle a part of The Conjuring universe? Yeah, I think you're that, asking the wrong guy. I, I don't think know. it is. And so, like, Annabelle is it a is. spinoff. It is. And yeah, then, like, uh, The Nun was a spinoff from correct. The Conjuring, right? Yeah, The Conjuring universe is actually quite large. Yeah, and so, the like... The whole episode we're making up here. Yeah. Oh, damn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I will say this, that I think that The Conjuring has its audience. It is going to do well, regardless of whether or not critics like it. Yep. It's it's a it's a flip of a coin for me. Yeah, I agree. Could be good, could be bad. Anthony, stand out from round eight. Uh, Crypto Zoo. Ooh, my pick. So <laughs> so Crypto Zoo, I think, is a very interesting pick. It's a very you know kind of trippy psychedelic kind of movie and setup. Um, however, I think both the cast and the concept behind the movie have the potential to actually make this something that is is interesting for a lot of people. That it's. It's an original story. It is it's very different, but yet very in tune with modern times and with a lot of things that are going on right now. And um, I I think it could be very very good. In fact, I, I think it either debuted yesterday last or yeah. last night. Last yeah, night. yeah, yeah, at at uh, Sundance. And and I, I mean, I think this could be an absolutely great movie. So it's getting it's getting mixed reviews right off the bat. I think mm -hmm. as we currently sit here, it's at like seventy six percent or something like that. I was looking yeah. at it in the car when you guys pulled up this morning. So yeah, it's, it's great like, for an eighth rounder, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, and, absolutely. And there's there's a legacy behind this style of animation. The director, I forget his name, Dash Shaw. That's it. He is. Um, he is the guy who has done hand-drawn animation. It's a single guy doing every cell. So the thing is a little choppy. It's a little rugged. It's very unique looking. But if you were to analyze the story, I guess that's where most people say it falls apart. Right, yeah. So. You know what it kind of, um, the, the concept kind of reminds me of, or, or, or sort of that, that kind of choppy art style is uh, A Scanner Darkly. Oh, I love a scanner, a scanner darkly was rotoscoped, but it was still it was yep, yep. it was a little bit different in the way that it was rotoscoped, where it was very wobbly, it was very wiggly, it was yeah. very it was, it was very neon, it was very neon. unsettling. When right? I was and in, I think that, we any, I think were there that any Crypto Link Potter movies the on the draft board this year? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. When I was in a high school, the the challenge was Scanner Darkly, or was it college? I forget when that came. I think it was like late high school or yeah, it was like high school. Yeah, so. The challenge that we used to do was we, you know, my earlier days, I would smoke marijuana on on the regular, and it was, can you smoke marijuana, watch Scanner Darkly, and not fall asleep? Because that is a that, seriously try it when you go home. Yeah, if you ever need to go to sleep. Scanner Darkly is perfect to fall asleep to. It's that's a weird movie, man. It is like, super weird. I'm gonna it's, try that tonight. It's, it's a very <laughs> uh, Crypto Zoo is up movie. to 71 percent now. There you go. Sitting oh, at 14 reviews. Which so. again, for a late round pick, I mean, if you can yeah. have something in the mid 70s, like that's exactly totally, what you totally want. Totally yeah. serviceable yep. out of my eighth round pick. Yeah, 100. percent All right, let's move to ninth round. Uh, Anthony with Halloween Kills. Me with Macbeth. <laughs> you can see where my mindset is just right now. I'm just like, can we just get this over with? <laughs> yeah. John just please. super drunk. <laughs> uh, I picked Macbeth. Andrea with Sabea. Dunn with Sherlock Holmes. Caroline Finding You. Magnifico. Strawberry Mansion. John Street Gang. How We Created Sesame Street. Detective Rob. Dream Horse. Verdi. The Nightingale. Tucker. Wendell and... William, Wendell and something, Wild, Wendell and Wild, uh, Malazzo with My Name is Polly Murray, and then Phil with Space Jam 2, which actually has a title now. It's called like Space Jam The Next Generation or something like that. Ugh, ew. Or the next, the next something, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, that's even worse. A New Legacy. That's oh. even worse. Oof, uh. Hey, can we just suck LeBron's dick a okay. little more, Hey, please? but you know what? You know what? Th legitimately. 
that could be a 95% movie sitting could, there. No, in the absolutely, could, yeah. it absolutely could be. Uh, who knows what that's going to do? I think as a ninth round pick, it's actually a great pick. Yeah, for the However, ninth round, yeah. I got to toot my own horn this round. Okay, I haven't covered Go. any of my movies. Yeah. Go. No. This was, yeah. this was the steal I, of the draft. I 100% agree. Joel Cohen only. So mm-hmm. no Ethan, just yep. Joel Cohen yep. directing an adaptation of The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yep. Starring Denzel Washington. Boom! That's all you need to say. Yeah. I am. I am That's sold. Like Oscar bait. I am like, going yeah. to watch it. I'm fully on board for this. And movie. they just announced. He just came out in like his first presser about the movie. It's wrapped. Yeah, all in black and white. Oh, and you're like, wow. Okay, wow. Yeah, Joel Cohen now it's... and like, and this was something where it was like yeah. they interviewed Ethan Cohen about it, and he was like. In all honesty, as he was describing the project, I was getting very jealous that I wasn't involved with it. (laughs) So, like, that is the type of thing that you want to hear. And out of of a ninth round pick, now, there is a risk that this does not come out this year. Sure. Because it is still seeking distribution. Right. Um, The good news is that in this year's format, if it goes to Netflix or Amazon or whatever, it still counts. Yep. Uh, He is seeking distribution for it, but apparently it is in final edit. So if it gets distribution, it could come out this year. But if Amazon gets it and they decide they want to sit on it. Yep. They can, and yep. then drop it in January or February or whenever. See, I'll be honest. I didn't even have Macbeth on my list because— It wasn't on the seed list. Because uh, I yeah. didn't even—like, um, I saw the title Macbeth, and I was just like, oh, here we, here we go. Fuck yeah. it. Another, another, just another Shakespeare, Shakespeare movie. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even, like, click to see who was involved. Right. And I was like, fucking more Shakespeare shit. Like, yeah. I'm out, you know? Yep. <laughs> But, Mac- but I agree. But that was a mistake. I should have investigated that movie a little bit more. And Macbeth is just such a phenomenal. It, like it, obviously, it's one of Shakespeare's best. But it's just such a phenomenally, like awesome action packed story that is is interesting. It's got fantastic elements to it. Um, some great memorable killer lines. Out, out, damn spot. Right. And it's I bite just, my thumb at you. Yeah, right? I bite my thumb at you. Right. Like. It, it's. I mean, just it. It is a phenomenal movie for them to be doing, and the fact that Denzel Washington is doing it with Joel Cohen. I, it is I mean, worth I, noting I, I that there has be never great. been a successful, a critically successful Macbeth movie ever put to screen. Uh, wow, really, really? Well, okay, and I believe that the last one I believe was starring Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, and <laughs> it was absolutely panned. Yeah, so it is not a lock as far as Shakespeare is concerned. No. Speaking of getting panned. My standout for this pick okay. is you. Oh, boy. Oh, Halloween Kills? Halloween we kills. specifically talked about this on a different podcast about how- Go ahead and plug the podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, Cannon Fodder. We talked about this on our Halloween episode of Cannon Fodder. We did. And the mo- the way the most recent Halloween movie ends, it's he's in- They have a, a kill room in the house. Have you seen it, right? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So they have mm-hmm. a kill room in the house. Iron bars. He cannot get out of the basement. There's about 30 seconds that elapse between that scene where you see him locked in the kill room to when they exit the house and the house fucking explodes, okay? so And we specifically talked about how it was an awesome ending and how stupid it would be to bring back Michael Myers and how we are 100% certain that they're going to find some way to bring back Michael Myers, therefore making this movie Awful. Here's my prediction. Yet you chose here's, the movie. And if you say the fucking daughter is going to put on that mask, I'm going to climb across this table and beat you with the microphone. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be Michael Myers. Bam. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be the, the killer. I, in I this will movie. admit, if that were the case, 
I'd probably be like, all right, yeah, that's pretty I'm cool. Here for this. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, that's at least it's different. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. See, it's, it's also like, not going to be so, a great so movie. That's, so that's one of but the reasons. But it is being why, written like, by John Carpenter, right? But that's one of the reasons why, like, the Scream movies like work. No matter. Real, real quick though, it's worth asking. Did you like the last Halloween movie? Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I loved no. it. No. I did you not. you didn't like it, but you thought no. the sequel's going to be better. <laughs> I'm banking on part two of this train wreck. I think, I think, I think part two. I think it's going to be interesting. I think that the fact that they're doing a part two, given the fact that they had the kill room, I think it really is. I think that they're going to get. I think that Halloween Kills is going to be similar to like Halloween Four, right? Where it's going to sort of like very, very dramatically change the way that the whole story is going. Right. And they're going to start to add a lot more fantastical well, elements. that's what I'm saying. So Hall- Halloween Kills, the only way the Halloween top. Kills is good is that if it's the, it needs to be the first Halloween movie without Michael Myers. They need to take the daughter, make the daughter the killer. No fucking Michael Myers mask, just make her the killer. And have like, you know, find some way to weave in the specter of Michael Myers or whatever. Like, you know, make it that it's about him and that's the reason the daughter goes crazy. No fucking Michael Myers mask because if they have Michael Myers is seven feet fucking tall, right? Mm-hmm. If they all of a sudden put that William Shatner mask on <laughs> Judy Greer, who's like five six and one hundred and twenty pounds, it's going to look stupid. And I, the same like, jumpsuit, dude. yeah. Like I mean, come on, like, you, you just can't. Like a little yeah. kid wearing it's, their dad's clothes, right, exactly. <laughs> like you just can't do that. It's going to be just Jamie make Lee her Curtis, a new man. killer. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be the killer. The Scream Queen. <laughs> she's, she is the Scream Queen. No, she's queen. not the Scream Queen. Oh, no, that's right. No, no. The Danielle, what's she? Danielle, uh, Danielle Lewis or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Is the Scream Queen. <laughs> Tucker said he was screaming in his car when he heard you say that. He's like... He, he couldn't uh, even pick the right actress out of the Halloween no. franchise. She was the Scream Queen. The Scream Queen. She is the Scream Queen. All right, so aside from Halloween and Macbeth, <sighs> do we have any other notable movies here? Anthony. <sighs> I will say I garbage. Think, I think Space Jam Two is going to be the biggest batch of garbage that it could be. But I can tell you, my son is so hyped for this. He's five. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, this is it's Bugs Bunny, and yeah. you know what's really funny is like Bugs Bunny is not in the lexicon for kids right now. No. Yeah. Because it's all about Disney. Yeah. yeah. Like he knows Phineas and Ferb that's, and all and that that's crap. The thing. WB is just not. They're not hot. They they're aren't. not. They're no, they're very they're tripping over themselves. Yeah. Every turn. I'm not. I'm not in for Although it. Although LeBron all. was genuinely hilarious in. Um, what was the Amy Schumer film? Oh, uh, A Train Wreck. Oh, the yeah, last thing that Amy no. Schumer did. So <laughs> Before she got outed as a joke stealer. Yeah, yeah. as an unfunny comedian. Yeah. <laughs> when, 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 dude, when she got woke, outed as not funny. Yeah. When, when Woke Nation leaves you behind, you know, forget it. Um, All right. Yeah, I don't, it's not going to be. Yeah. Let's go on to the 10th round. This is our final round here. We're starting off with Phil picked Starbright. Don't even know what it is. Malazzo, Reminiscence. Don't don't know what it is. Tucker, Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar, which the trailers have dropped for that. We could talk about it if we need to. Verdi with Mother Schmucker. Detective Rob with Fast and the Furious 9. Oh, Boom. Yes. That was such a lock 10th round pick. Yeah, that was such a great 10th round pick. John took Bob Burgers. He took that last year as well. Magnifico, The World to Come. Caroline Sing 2. Done Old. That's the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, Andrea with Homeroom. Me with Censor. And then Anthony closing it out strong. Anthony, who had by far the best draft of the year, closing it out. <laughs> With Jackass Volume 4. Dude, Jackass 4 is going to be... Listen. You started off your draft it is, with a movie that's going to perform worse than Jackass 4. You realize that. Your wor- your last pick 
is going to outperform your first pick. I think he's right. You Jack think that Jackass? I think Jackass Four is going to do very, very. Do we well. need to do a, a yeah. six pack of beer bet right and now? <laughs> what, yes. what performs better, Jackass, Jackass 4, Four or Minions? Jackass Four absolutely performs min- outperforms Minions. Yes, yeah, because I'm like, do some if quick you research. know what Jackass is, you know what you're getting into. Like, yeah, but you took Minions in the first round. <laughs> first. Overall, <laughs> the best reviewed movie of the year by Anthony Marino's opinion. Minions. That's right. The this rise. Is, okay. Rise. So great. Jackass 1. Rise. The first Jackass movie got a 48%. Jackass 2 got 63. They go up. Yeah. They go because up. you know what you're getting Jackass into. Jackass 3 got a 65. <laughs> Jackass 3.5 got a 68. They get, be- you, they get better, better as you go. Jackass 4 is going to get a minimum of 70 or plus. <laughs> a minimum? 70, 70 or higher, Jackass. Acor- according, <laughs> according to my math the and floor, the trajectory. The floor for Jackass is 70. Based on the previous installments. <laughs> and then like by that same logic, if he's applying that same logic to his own pick, then Minions, which has progressively stepped down, with each iteration, every Despicable Me movie, then you would say that that is going to perform in the 40s or below. No, it's going to go up. It's going to we're we're going to hockey stick this one, right? Yeah, okay. So Minions is going to hockey stick, yeah, and it's going to go right back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I would I would say that Jackass Four is the funniest pick, and I'm really glad you picked that because that's now two years in a row that the last pick was the funniest. Last year's was Birds of Prey. And um, <laughs> even though that movie did well, it was like we mocked it the whole time. Jackass 4 went last overall. Uh, my notable pick is going to be Duns in the 10th round. He picked it completely by accident. He was so drunk he didn't even remember the 10th round <laughs> of the draft. He told me that later on. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He picked Old. And he said, I did no research. I just saw the word Old and thought it would be funny to pick a movie <laughs> called Old. It is M. Night Shyamalan. Brand new film. There's nothing known about it. The only thing that people have alluded to is that it potentially could tie back into The Visit, which is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. I like it better. You actually have a favorite? Yeah, better than Sixth Sense, better than Unbreakable. It's the kids who go to visit their grandparents, and the I don't grandparents think I've are ever actually with, seen. Yeah, oh, I haven't I'm seen not going to say anything more. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. is this go the one where, is this the one where she tries to stick them in the oven? Just go home okay. and watch the movie. Okay. If you have not seen it. I'm telling you, it didn't get as great of reviews because it was a more niche film. It will send chills down your goddamn spine. M. Night Shyamalan killed that movie. I also really liked when he did Devil, when he does these Ugh, small movies. Movie. You hated yeah. Devil? Yes, I didn't like that. Yeah. See, I liked it. No, when he does either. these small movies that are in these contained, sort of claustrophobic settings, yeah. which um, Split It was cool was. cinematography, I'll give you that, yeah. Split was also a contained yeah, Split movie. Split was awesome. Split when he tries really to good. go bigger is yeah. when I feel like he fails. Like when Lady he did Glass. Lady in the Water, Glass, uh, Glass, yeah, Glass yeah. Uh, The Village. They, yeah, when he the goes village. bigger, they Ugh. fail. Old is going to be another one that is in a contained environment. It might be a pickup from... The visit. Yep. I'm so excited for it. I really think that this is going to be a good film. I hope it. I didn't put it on my draft board because it's M. Night, and you can't trust anything that dude does. But I'm really right. pulling for him. I would love to see him bounce back after Glass, even though I just recently rewatched Glass, and it is much more tolerable when you know what you're getting into. Yep. So the movie's not as bad if you know what you're going into. But uh, I, I'm hoping he bounces back. Philly guy. Yep. Let's go, M. Night. Yeah. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Why? Why? Of all the things, there's a Fast and the Furious movie on here. Yep. 
You're going with Bob's Burgers? Well, because I know what I'm going to... You gonna, talked about this last year. I know okay, what go I'm going to I know what I'm going to get with the Fast and the Furious. And I, I'm, I'm still, even Wait, from last there's year... There's a mystery to Bob's Burgers? Well, but that, the mystery is why they are making a movie. That why is, are that they is making why, the burgers? Correct. Why correct. are the burgers Why are there? they making yeah. this into a movie? That is a great, yeah. great question. Now, but but so unlike Who you... Who said this no, was a good idea? No, okay, because so unlike that's you, a bad idea. No, so unlike you, I believe that Bob's Burgers is a funny show. It absolutely is. I think it's... Way not funny. No, you're God. way it's, not funny. It's the, the dumbest show. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm so, so past animation at my, this point. My no, issue with I like this animation. Is like, it's just not this. What, what, what worries me about this movie is that it's, first of all, I did not think that Bob's Burgers had enough, like, stature to warrant a movie. Like, I find this show very funny. It still doesn't. Well, so, <laughs> you're, so, you're correct about that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's, so that's as, as... Astute observation, Matthew. <laughs> Go on. Tell me why you're excited for this thing as that an, you just said doesn't have the right to have a movie. Right. As an intelligent person, I'm like the two of you, oh, that appreciate... Oh, no, I'm just fucking here comes the Rick and Morty yeah, exactly, defense. right? <laughs> oh, God. This no, listen, listen. I think Bob's Burgers is very funny, but I... As a Bob's Burgers fan, I'm just worried about this movie because I feel like it's going to be The Simpsons where Correct. after like they've reached this peak and then it's all just fucking downhill from there. Yeah, and it, it needs to be different than an hour and a half long episode. That's what I'm episode. saying. I feel like it's like, going to be an hour, a 90-minute yeah, episode. Yeah, it can't just be a 90-minute yeah, episode. Like, why it is it special? Be, yeah, it needs to be bigger. It needs to be different. It needs to be edgier maybe or – Controversial, maybe kill off one of the characters. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe do something. Or like, I don't or, like know. or like do like do but, like what South Park did. You know, like where they just like full on. Oh, you know, we'll like bigger, longer. We're gonna and yeah, we're gonna awesome. drop f bombs. Yeah. We're just gonna go fucking yeah. full on. Like it went meta a little different, bit. Yeah. Where they were like, wait, what are these words that we can now say that are unbleeped? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that South Park did it right. Yeah, I don't. I I cannot recall another cartoon television show that has ever done it right. That's what I'm saying, because the Simpsons movie was not good. No, Like, the Simpsons movie was not good. Especially one that has had an established, like, series. Like, a cartoon... That's what I'm saying, because the Simpsons was great for years. Right. The only one one I would say is Looney Tunes with the original Space Jam. Like, that was a great, like, Looney Tunes. And they had, like, Looney Tunes movies, right? With, like, Brendan Fraser and... Yeah, yeah. but also, Looney Tunes was not an episodic show. Whereas right. Bob's Burgers is an episodic but even, show. But even with Space Jam, though, Space Jam was different because it crossed over into the real world, which they never did in regular and it had Bill Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Bill I, Murray. I forgot Anthony. I should. I, Bill Murray, Um, he is like an older version of Paul Rudd. You know Paul Rudd. I love Paul Last Rudd. Last year, you said that Bill Murray, or you said Paul Rudd is the this, new this, Bill yeah, Murray. this generation's Bill how, Murray. How am I wrong? Uh... <laughs> How am I wrong? <laughs> Ming, do we have another two hours we can yeah. get into here? <laughs> yeah, how much right. time do we have? <laughs> Anthony, what's your standout from round 10? Uh, so the standout, any standout from round 10? No, the only thing that I is, is even notable is the Fast and the Furious movie. So Fast and 9. And Barb and Star. I, we can't really ignore Barb and Star. The trailer just came out. It looks super bad. Tucker's drafted it two years in a row. It's yeah. worth pointing out that Tucker is going to fail on that. Fast, one. Fast and the Furious, I think, is a perfect. It is literally the epitome of a tenth round choice. Like yes. this, it is. It is the most perfect tenth round choice. You're probably going to end up somewhere between sixty and seventy five in terms of your rating, right? You know exactly what you're going into. Yep. There's going to be fast cars, big action, muscles, beautiful women, but no rock this time. No, right? And no Jason <laughs> Statham, right? 
That's a big miss in my yeah, mind. Yeah, but 100%. there will be Vin Diesel, and it now, all here's, depends here's on quick funny story. So what Tucker, the story will be. Tucker in our fantasy league, Dan Tucker, has never seen a Fast and the Furious movie ever. Not any of them. That's and wild. I said, here's here is the order. So, like, you know the machete order for Star Wars? Yeah, yep. yeah for I sure. I said, here's the machete order for Fast and the Furious. Watch the first one, and then watch the most recent one. Yep. And you're going to say, wait, these kids that are doing street racing and running from cops eventually evolves into this point where the rock is kicking a missile <laughs> on a glacier. Correct. And then you're going to go, correct. I don't care how I watch the rest of these movies. <laughs> yeah. i got to find out how the fuck we got from point A to point B. Exactly. <laughs> there are eight movies, but somehow we went from we went from an illegal street race to missile kicking yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, we, we, you, you thought you would have reached the peak when they uh, airdropped the cars from the parachute. You would They're think. Like, oh, you would man. think. Right. But wait. There's, There's more. They're still outer space. <laughs> and yeah. speaking of speaking of round ten, oh, I mean, man. come on, we should talk about this. Oh yeah, Magnifico yeah. sitting at hundred percent with the world. I'll toot to my come. I'll toot my own oh. horn on this one. Oh, is that a woke choice? Is yes, it a, it's, it's, it's a very woke. Story? Lesbians, yeah. yeah. Lesbians. <laughs> I honestly, I, I picked it honestly because well that, but I, I mainly picked it because you remember when 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 if you liked lesbian entertainment in the nineties, you were looked down upon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I main I mainly picked it because uh-huh. of, chasing Amy, bro. Yeah, uh-huh. I mainly picked chasing it because Amy of Catherine awesome. Watterson and like. I think Catherine Watterson is a phenomenal actress, and I think that she can carry this kind of movie. That's a sexy-ass poster for that movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right? That is, so that is, how many reviews are in for that? 17. 17 it qualifies. qualifies. Oh, qualifies. Wow. He's there. Wow. At 100% right now. That might be that might be your highest pick of, uh, I mean, of the year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. All right, so real quick, just to recap from last year. All right, so let's go through what each of us picked as our projected winner of the season, and then where they actually finished up. Okay. Uh, my pick for winner overall was Janine, and okay. she finished fourth. Yep. Okay. Okay, and that was despite picking Barbie in the first round, which was undeniably a terrible first round pick. Okay. Anthony, you picked yourself. <laughs> surprise, 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 everybody. surprise, surprise, surprise. Shocking. And you finished sixth overall. I believe, I believe in myself. With a 74 average points per movie. Janine at fourth, by the way, had an 87. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so that means her average over her top six movies was 87%. Anthony finished with 74. Uh, ahead of uh, half the pack. So in your first year, you did very admirably. I'll be curious to see how you follow that up. And then, Matt, you picked Andrea to repeat, and she did repeat. So now... Let's go into our projections this year. Looking at everybody's rosters, we have it in front of us. Wait, what did I come in last year? You came in in fifth place, one ahead of yeah, Anthony. One, one so in order, it went Andrea, <laughs> Phil, me, Janine, Magnifico, Anthony, okay. John, Detective Rob, Caroline, Dunn, Dan, and then Malazzo got the book. Which, by the way, I mailed him the book of his last place movie, which yeah. was um, The Last Thing He Wanted, which got, uh, what was it? It was like the, it was like a six percent. Like, like I was gonna say it got like a sixteen or something, but oh, maybe yeah, you're right. A six. It was a, a six percent. Oh god! And I mailed him the book, and he goes, "He's like, I literally am gonna put this in a trophy case." <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing that I got a book in a movie league. Uh, All right, so this year let's do our projections. Who's gonna win and who's gonna get the book? So who is the league champion? I will go first based off of my projections. Uh, in all honesty, it is very tempting to once again pick Andrea, but she gambled really hard on Sundance this year. Yep. And I'm not sure it's panning out for her early. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go back to a season one contender who finished in second place, Detective Rob. Yeah. I think Detective Rob has picked a very stable series of movies. Just to go through real quick, The Eternals is her is his first round pick. Yeah. Then Mission Impossible. 
A Quiet Place Part Two. Land was yeah. his fourth round pick. The Elvis pick. Yep, he has the Elvis pick. Mm-hmm. He has nobody, which I think is potentially that's the um that's what's like his a, Better Call Saul guy. Yes, yeah, yep. that, uh, yeah, that one looks great. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Right? Yeah, yes, Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. He's yeah. got uh, Woman in the Window, aka Wonder Woman three. <laughs> uh, he's got The Conjuring, then Dream Horse, and then his last one is Fast and Furious nine. Yep. yep, I think Detective Rob's got it in the bag this year, and it's his to lose. The only thing that can potentially come back to bite him in the butt is if Sundance really proves to be the difference maker this right. year. Right. I mm. think so. I think Detective Rob is a great pick. I think that you, Parker, have Ooh. a very Ooh. good chance at winning this year because you've got you've got enough movies that I think are sure things and enough movies that are have more reward than they do risk. Okay. That you could be a serious contender this year. I, t- I totally agree with your perspective. Your your perspective on doc- on the doctor on Detective Rob. <laughs> he could be a doctor. Yeah. Too. yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. But I think that you also have a shot as well as at taking it. So to recap my my picks, just to go through here, it is uh, in the Heights, the White Tiger, which has already been scored at ninety percent. Vivo, which uh, is an animated film, Supernova, that has got reviews in. I think it's currently sitting in the mid-80s. United States versus Billie Holiday, Fatherhood, The Man from Toronto, CryptoZoo, which is sitting at low 70s, Censor, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. All right, Anthony, who do you think's got it? Um, who was the guy who picked Minions again? Uh, well, that, w- that would be me. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I-, I meant to switch my go- answer. I so got this it. is this is actually tough because I, uh, you know, Parker. I actually I, I do think that that you've got a good shot at, at taking it. Um, uh, the real sleeper, Magnifico. I think that you've actually got a good shot at taking it this year as well. I, I think that you've made some really really good choices. Um, you know, obviously Cruella is going to be the low point, but I, I think that everything else I, I think really has high upside potential. Um, and you know, obviously, doesn't hurt that you're sitting on a literally a 100 right now. So, so Matt's strategy last year, which he articulated, is he likes to go high risk, high reward, and I would say yeah. that is the that is seriously carried through with every single one of your picks. Yep. Yeah, marvelous in the black hole, breaking news in Yuba County, the unbearable weight of massive talent, Cherry, which is the yeah. uh, Tom Holland yep. pick. Tom Holland. All yep. of these things are high risk, high reward. It could pay massive dividends. It could also be. It would not surprise me it if you tank. end up finishing in the in the bottom half. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it could. It's going to go either way. But I, I think that you've got a good shot. I, I really do. And now to say who's going to take the book, and just to make this more interesting, we can't say Verdi because I think Verdi is a shoe in for the book. This is not even a question. Okay, so who's going to take the book? Done. <laughs> Done. Both of us look at you like you're going to go, me. No. But that's not even a question. I'm it's not done. Even a question. Okay, it's so done. here we go. So Dunn has the untitled Spider-Man sequel, Black Widow, Venom, Morbius, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Death on the Nile, West Side Story, Malcolm and Marie, Sherlock Holmes 3, and Old. I disagree entirely. I think Dunn's draft actually might have him top half of the league. Yeah. That's, he, uh, that's d- wild Dunn to is, me. I think Spider-Man. There's no way Spider-Man finishes no. outside of seventy. No, no way. It, it well, it's. It, I mean, no lower than seventy. Right. It'll, that's what it, I meant. It, yeah, it'll definitely be Black Widow. I don't know if that's going to be really that great. Venom. I definitely see below sixty. Yep. Um, Morbius. I definitely see below sixty. Yep. The Hitman's Wife. I definitely see below seventy. Right. What be the first one? The The Hitman's Bodyguard. Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. That one did I think okay. Death on the Death on the Nile. 
I, I, I have no idea where that's going to end up, but I don't think that it really has that high upside potential. West Side Story, we already talked about it. It's, you know, not going to do well. It's Steven Spielberg, right? <laughs> Hitman's Bodyguard got a 43%. Yeah, thank you. And there's a sequel to it now. Thank you. Uh, Yikes. And Sherlock Holmes, right? The, the Sherlock could Holmes could be good. Could, could be, be good. good. It could be, but are critics going to like it? Maybe not. Okay, wait. I don't so really let, don't so think let's so. let's 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 do something that we never do. Let's defend. And then, oh. Let's defend Dunn for a minute. And his Ant- drunk ass made a, a few yeah. good decisions. But also, I, I was going to defend Dunn by shitting on Anthony because oh, Anthony yeah, Anthony's eighth round pick, <laughs> Black Adam, is not coming out this year. So That's just a zero. Take, just take that off the board entirely. It's Matrix Four yeah. might not come out this Matrix year. Matrix Four, I guarantee you, does not come out this year. Halloween Kills. I think is also suspect to come out this year. Even if it does come out, I think it's going to be hot garbage. The Boss Baby is barely going to crack 50%. <laughs> I think Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be your highest scoring. No, I'm sorry, the Beatles. The Beatles, Beatles. will be Beatles your, will be highest Beatles scoring. Right. Um, I think Samaritan yeah. will do well. Samaritan? Samaritan will do very well, I think. <laughs> it I think depends it's... on... It depends on how actiony it gets. I think it's going to be great. If, if, if Stallone, if Stallone looks at this movie with his Rocky lens and not his fucking Rambo lens, it's gotta gonna be, be a good movie. Could yeah. be. But if he looks at it with, with the, the Rambo, Rambo lens yeah. and like goes too hard on the gore, you know, like yeah. it's not gonna do well. I mean, it's definitely gonna be edgier. Yeah, we it's haven't seen the trailer, so I don't yeah. know. But that's no. a very high risk one. I think. I think, I think that Verdi is a shoe in for the the book. And if I were to take him out, then I'm gonna put you, Anthony. Yeah. I think you are at such. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, Verdi, I, I completely agree. Verdi picked Top Gun in the first well, and round, it's only be, it's only because it's only because I have three movies that potentially probably won't come out this year. Out yeah, of that's 10. it. That's, that's the only. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. That's the only thing. It has nothing yeah. to do with the fact that you took Minions. No, nothing Minions, at all. Minions is going to get at least a ninety. At least you better hope. But even then, <laughs> even then, nobody else had that before the seventh round. Oh nobody God. else in the league. Yeah, it would have been a smarter great than no, everyone. No, it wouldn't because if you—that's like saying like I could have paid five dollars for this, but instead I'm going to pay fifty yeah. Yeah, because right. I'm smarter than all you. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how it turns oh out. Oh my God, this all was right. great, guys. Thank you again this for having fantastic. me. In. This was awesome. I loved yeah, it. let, let us it. know. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you, who you think is going to uh, based on what we said, and we'll put uh, the the list up onto the Instagram page. Um, but let us know who do you think is going to win? Who do you think had yeah. the best choices? Who do you think has the worst choices? And this and this year we'll actually do what we said we were going to do last year before the entire year got fucked. We'll actually post monthly where we updates. are with the yeah. standings. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. last year it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. This year we'll actually sure. post monthly updates to show you to show you guys where we are, who's scoring what, so you can all shit talk us. And it's going right. to be great. And yeah. real quick before we go, I want to say, I when I walked in here, uh, this place is awesome, and uh, a shared universe is no joke, and I'm really enjoying being here. And it is, I was here last year, it is even better than it was last year. <laughs> all the stuff around here is such a treat to look at, and uh, definitely had fun. So thank you to both of you. Thank you, Ming. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you for everybody. joining us again. Thank you for everyone being here, and... Uh, Stay tuned, true reviewers.